Are you tired of not paying for your favorite product? Patreon.com slash Cast. What's a Patreon, you say? It's a website where fans can support their favorite content creators. <laughs> Sounds like a deal. 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 <laughs> this is only if you got the money. We got koozies. We got custom obituaries. We got stickers. We have movie commentaries that you download and watch with said movie. It's like you have friends in the room. What if I don't like history? You're wrong. You love history. How much money can I give? Anything will help. We like doing the show. We're going to do it anyway. Mike's losing us money at every corner. Roast Mortem Cast is here to help you take a load off that wallet. It's all been arranged just for us to get your money. I'm telling you that you need to give money to Roast Mortem Podcast so we can do it even better. Are you tired of exploiting these four men? Or you could even sponsor. You got a stupid-ass business? I'd love to talk about your business. Point to point. I'm too busy to read. Where can I find this podcast? So call today at patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. That's R-O-A-S-T-M-O-R-T-E-M-C-A-S-T at patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. Yeah, if you want to buy me a beer, that's cool too, you know. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Oh, oh, Jesus Christ! Yo, 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 welcome to Tarp Titty City. I'm Tom. <laughs> I am your certified dealer. I am none of those things. I am your Cody for the evening. And I'm Mike. There you go. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, sure. Go for it. How smooth is that brain tonight? A little slippery. Yeah. <laughs> you got it polished? You polished your yeah, brain? Yeah, I buffed son? it. I was buffing it all day. Very nice. Frontal lobe to the yeah. brain stem. I hope everyone at least polishes their brain three times a week because it's like silver. You don't want it to get too dirty. You want to get shiny. Well, if you don't, you don't want that tarnished do brain. Don't want to tarnish that brain. Smooth brain, wrinkly sack. So I guess I don't know what y'all listen to the podcast before, right? If, if this is anyone's first time in this podcast, um, what what feel, is wrong with you? I don't know. I felt like uh, we haven't actually told anyone what we do here. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like I, I I say something dumb about how I look like a mustard cop or something, and then we just talk about our weeks. But like, hey, first time listen to Rose Mortem, we talk shit about dead people, right? Yeah, dog. yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. Yeah, there it's you go. in the name. We roast Mortems. get it cody came up with the pun (laughs) yeah so that's it so we'll move along i really don't want to i don't know travis what are you what are you gonna say i was gonna say what's 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 your week how how's your week (laughs) happen what's what's your week what's what's your week when is your week do i had a week start with you mike i guess what was your week like i got two tickets on monday it sucked (laughs) oh yeah dude policeman tickets not why? tickets to Six Flags or anything like that. <laughs> Nothing, no, no fun tickets. Bad tickets. Why, why'd you get those two tickets? I was being a bad boy. I uh, blew a stop sign and my inspection was up. But why did you blow a stop sign? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Well, I got to shit. You know, I just wanted to go home. <laughs> you know, I hate shitting in public places. So like, I only feel s- safe shitting really at my house. Mike, so. wow. here's here's like a here's like a pro move for you. You you got to find like your 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 commute yeah. your commute route and then find like 
a decent toilet midway a between your bathroom, house and where yeah. you work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even just just an emergency pit stop. I guess a strip club two places down. Mike, don't listen to Cody. You are never too young for Depends. They Honestly, will depend you're on not you. supposed to shit in those, Travis. Yeah, you are, dude. What the fuck's the point? It it's an adult diaper. For urine. No. They're right. not, no, they're it's not, more for poop not than not urine. Dump. They're not dump rated. I'm sorry. As the oldest person in this conversation, <laughs> I'm going to say... Two, three days? Yeah. Four days? All right. All right. Mike, that happens to you again? Shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> you might be able to weasel your way out of it. Officer, my, my officer I have some kind of colon disease. It's twisted all weird. I got a slinky in my anus at all times, and I can never tell when it's going downstairs. You understand? <laughs> Sometimes it goes upstairs. Right. So if you would, uh, before the second half of this uh, brownie tray comes out, may I please leave? <laughs> hey, maybe he would have gave me a police escort if I said that. Fraud. Yeah, probably. Yeah, whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, like, God you can you can, you can blow through lights if your wife is pregnant, but if a man's pregnant, they're, they just broke their brown water. Yeah. yeah, you have to blow some lights. Yeah. That's bad deliver. Yeah, exactly. So, Mike, uh, all those tickets are your fault. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Sorry, but I'm not that sorry. You should have. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I understand. It was my fault. Cody, when yeah. was your week? Uh, my sister visited. That was fun. <laughs> oh yeah, what did you guys that? talk about? Uh, nothing. We just ate Jimmy John's <laughs> and then she went home. Dude, I good, love though. Jim John's. Dude, I got the fucking. Uh, you get the Hunter arm. Club. Oh, we got the meatball parm. I'm a hunter clubman. Yeah, what's that about? Two. It's like double roast beef. Two of the roast beefs. Then they put provolone on top. And I asked for just slather it in mayo. Just dunk the whole sandwich into the Hellman's. You package <laughs> it in the Hellman's jar for me. Yeah. This is a subway. Or like Jim John's, like a subway kind of place. Yeah, like dude. Subs. Way uh, better than subway. I'm about to check it out. I, I never had. I can't speak. Tom, how is your not, not, not a. Pr- not promoted. Uh, my jersey was okay. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I got a new office chair, so my ass hurts less. And, hey. Uh, let's see. What did I do? I went. I saw a show, but no one cares about this on this podcast. No Dude, one cares about what I see. Everyone cares about what you see. What do you see? Do you see, like, uh, the Beach Boys? Yeah. Yeah, I saw the Beach the Boys. The Monkees? Ooh. I saw... Um, my baby don't mess around. I'm the Beach Boys. My baby... <laughs> Is that outcast? Yes. Shut up. Yes, it is. <laughs> nah, I saw Exhumed, Gate Creeper, and Necrot. Ouch. So the Beach Boys. Yeah, I saw the Beach Boys. <laughs> anyway, uh, Travis, that was your awful week. Well, I'm in New York right now, so yeah. I get to oh, see... Oh, shit, I didn't notice. I get to see my Tom. I get to see Mike. I get to see Cody on the screen, as usual. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I'm in New York. It's good to be back. Uh, I went Shut to... Up. I went to a <laughs> wedding, and the funny thing about the wedding was I'm sitting there, I'm listening to, it was a Catholic uh, ceremony, uh-huh. so the father's up there, and, and I'm, look, screaming. I'm looking at him, you know, everyone's like dressed to the nines, it's like a black tux wedding type of thing, right. and the father, he's got his robes on, you know, the white fucking, so you can conceal your boner when you're looking at children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very important. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at his shoes, and he's wearing fucking Crocs. <laughs> like, wow, that's a sacrilege. <laughs> hey, well, not necessarily because there's nothing holier than a croc. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also, I'm sitting, I'll kill myself later. I yeah. swear. I'm sitting <laughs> the there. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'll, I'll tweet out a picture or something. There was a pamphlet that was like, "Hey, guess what? Uh, the church 
realizes that we all sacrifice equally. So, what? but like the church kind of needs money. So, if you used to donate two dollars, you should donate five dollars. <laughs> and if you because... used to donate a hundred dollars, how about five hundred dollars? Wow, that those rates don't even make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the was the logic behind that? I don't know. It was like one of those blood donor. Like it was like literally the whole pamphlet was just numbers of like how much did you donate, how much should you donate in order to be saved. Oh fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not big on, like, church bashing and shit, because it's old material. Well, yeah, like, but it's I, not like yeah. I like the church or anything, but, like, come on. People who have podcasts and rag about the church, oh, fuck. The-. It's just like, we know, we know, we know. It's, yeah, no, yeah. but I, it was like, new to me. I went into a church. They also had an app. No, yeah. There no. was a church app. No, no I'm glad you're... Called My Parish. I'm glad you're bringing it to my attention, <laughs> because that's a new development. Yeah. What's the, the app do? I don't know. You could probably just pay to be like, uh, Jesus, I jerked off. Here's 25 cents. Oh. Confession app. Yeah. Is that all it is? So you don't have to go to church anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they're kind of killing themselves. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, they're shooting yeah, right? themselves in their crocked foot. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of establishments and awful people that I wish would do that all the time. I just wish he put on more than just Crocs. Everyone, I had to wear uncomfortable dress shoes. That guy could put on more than just Crocs. Well, he's a priest. All right, what do you think he was wearing underneath that? The Crocs? No, not under the Crocs, but like uh, we we talked about the the robe, the the egg eggshell white robe. I'm thinking a houndstooth speedo. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I was gonna I'll say, say Janko jeans. Oh wow, yeah, it helps the robe flow more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the the, the texturing is uh, seamless. Yeah. All right, let's stop talking about this stuff because uh, Do I I don't know about our 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 fans. I don't want to speak for them, but um. I hate this part of the episode. So let's go to the next part of the episode. All right. What, what, what is that? I uh, Travis, I haven't asked you in a long time. How are you chopping off your dick tonight? Oh, well, mm. I'm going to be watching a movie while I chop my penis off. Yeah? And if I wanted to watch a movie, what's your favorite movie to chop your penis off to? Or just in general? Serious question. Uh, what's my favorite movie in general? Yeah. I'm just going to go with Event Horizon because I've been saying we don't need eyes where we're going all week. Oh, I love it. Because it's a podcast. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Cody. Mike? Uh, I'm going to say Encino Man. Encino Man. Cody? Uh-huh. Uh, well, the obvious correct answer to this is 1999's The Mummy. Cody, you're correct. That is the best <laughs> movie. Tom, you're wrong. Mike, you're wrong. Wait. <laughs> Fine. Brendan Fraser's in both movies, though. Yeah, it's oh, true. Okay, Mike gets half credit. <laughs> but you're still wrong. Half credit. Yeah, Come La- out. Lawrence Fishburne played the sand. <laughs> I can't refute that, actually. <laughs> yeah, so tonight, we're basically going to be roasting Brendan Fraser. Really now? Yeah, basically. Um, Long time coming, I'm guessing. Hypothetically, basically. <laughs> um, so, uh, basically, you breast sink lying. You lie. Yeah. <laughs> So this doof was one of the first archaeologists um, that that loosely, and I say archaeologists loosely, that really dug in Egypt. Uh huh. So gotcha. the first Egyptologist, dusting off might, skulls and say. shit. Yeah, he was actually the first person to enter into uh, one of the great period pyramids of Giza. Cool. The second largest one, not the first largest, but you know, we won't get into it right now. But those are actually power plants. <laughs> Designed by um, probably the Nordics. All right, aliens. All right, Action Bronson. All right, are you gonna cook me a meal now? No, no, I, I'll get into it later. Uh, so we've all heard of uh, Howard Carter, right? You know him, Aaron Carter's dad. 
Oh, oh right. yeah. No, yeah. Right. He found uh, King Tut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? How smooth? No, real? Aaron, no Mike. No, Mike. Uh, Aaron Carter. Uh, <laughs> not Aaron Carter. <laughs> Howard Carter found King Tut. Uh, but our subject was looting Egypt a full century before this guy. Before Aaron Carter was even in his ball sack. All right. Oh. Uh, his name was Giovanni Belzoni. All right. And uh, his methods for discovering these timeless relics were, let's say, kind of questionable. All right. I'm, down. Uh, I'm assuming this man was Italian with a name like that. Giovanni Belzoni. Yeah. Belzoni. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's really about finding your area on the beach <laughs> on Coney Island and digging in as hard as you can. Yeah. And Get out of my area. <laughs> get out of here. My name's Giovanni. This is my wife, Teresa. We got the kids over there. You get off my part of beach. <laughs> All right? If I got to hear your radio one more time, I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> Throw you off a bridge. Yes. So, uh, like the mummy, our story has action. It has drama. And Belzoni's entire career, he was racing against the clock to discover these treasures. In his his own version of Benny, was a, it was a Frenchman. Oh, okay. Oh, he, he, so he was against Benny. Yeah. And he was on the wrong side of the river? Yeah, Benny was... Yeah, his Frenchman was always on the wrong side of the river. Okay. He had all the horses, though. <laughs> well, who's Benny? Benny from The Mummy. Can we just... Oh. Can we ask him to leave right now? Can he just <laughs> yeah. go home? I, th- I think where he's sitting, there's an ejector seat. <laughs> can we do a... Uh, how's this? How, well, let's compromise. Mike, don't talk for the next 40 seconds. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> Okay, so Giovanni Belzoni was born November 5th, 1778. So America's there. Freedoms. He just caught freedom. Yeah. Wow. That is nowhere near where the mummy takes place. No, I know, but I'm I'm saying. You asked me to watch the mummy in preparation for this. I'm all fucked up right now, (laughs) Travis. Okay, so this guy, he's born in Padua, Italy. All right. All right. Uh, his father was a barber in a true Italian fashion. Giovanni was one of 14. <laughs> I'm a barber like a fuck with it. <laughs> uh, yeah. They, appa- apparently Italians have not learned to pull out at this point. <laughs> I mean, we're just figuring that out now. We're very, uh, we're, we're overall, we're a pretty young species. How did anyone not realize you pull out? The babies don't happen as uh, much. Well, I think back in, uh... Different times, uh, pulling out was a disgrace because no one liked to clean up, and it was messy yeah. enough there. Oh, I'm just yeah. saying, everyone likes to, you know, fuck up people's eyes, fuck up people's day. Well, that's new, bro. That's been glorified. You <laughs> yeah, have to that's, understand that's this. Neo. Oh, okay. That's a new romantic. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new ro- romantic thing that's been developed. Like, yeah. like Valentine's oh, like, Day. Like eating ass. Valentine's Day is not a real holiday. <laughs> It was it was invented by the Hallmarks. Yeah, it sucks. Cum, cum shots were invented by the Pornogs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So Giovanni, he grew up a very special boy. He's a little special little son. Um, by the time he was full grown, he was a whopping six six. Wow. He's a tall man. He's yeah. Luigi's height. Yeah. And but his brothers were not Mario. Mario's a little idiot. Yeah. His brother was Antonio Domenico. And Francesco were also around 6'6". Six, six. Okay. Wow. So this is a bunch of giants in Wait, Padua. Are you telling me there's like 14 Italian kids and none of them are named Mario? No. Wow. That's that, that's slightly in skew of the odds, I feel. 
But wait, to be fair, do you was there a Maria? I don't know. Probably was. I, probably. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm yeah. gonna say yes. Yeah. Research. So, yes. There's, there's probably Research. one sister that had like 14 names, and one of them was Maria. Yeah, that's true. So Giovanni wanted more in his life than just living and dying in Padua. So Padua, Padawan. Wait. Padawan, Padawan is a, is a star. Ottawa. Well, Where is he? He's I a Jedi. Know. Oh shit. Well, he's in Northern Italy. Wait a minute. He's in Northern Italy. Yeah. Let's not use that anymore because that's you're gonna you're gonna stumble every <laughs> single time you try to read that. Okay. This podcast is gonna be four hours long of Pada, Pada, Pada. Yeah. Pada. All right. So he's a Padawan. He's a Jedi learner. Yeah. Apprentice. <laughs> Whatever, dude. You're a Star Trek guy. Okay, so um, at the age of 16, 16, <laughs> at the age of 16, he set out to Rome to study his lifelong passion, hydraulics. Oh, boy. Yeah, all right. What is that in the 1790s? Is that just getting shit wet? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it's kind of funny. Like, hydraulics back then in the, the 1790s was more like rocket science. Science. Like, okay. they didn't know how to fucking pump shit. They're like, ah, yeah, what's, you're making water shoot out of the ground. You're making fire shoot out of the ground. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, what, what's, what's the scientific application for making fire shoot out of the ground, Travis? <laughs> to be hotter. Yeah, to be hotter. I don't know. Hydraulics was like, it was, um, it was cutting edge technology, right? Sure, I'll you know? buy that. Yeah, Some guy gets know. a job at Tesla nowadays. Ooh, you're in the fucking cutting edge of me and Elon Musk's penis. You mean I could put light in this? Yeah. You know? So All this right. is Elon Muskville. Okay. The science of then. <laughs> Very different from the science of today. So in the 1790s, uh, while Giovanni is studying how to pump that shit, uh-huh. uh, there was very turbulent times going on in Europe. Um, you know, a little midget idiot uh, named Napoleon was mashing his dick all over the cities. Sure, sure, yeah. Yep. Um, so in 1796, Napoleon uh, had control of northern Italy, and his beady little French eyes were honed in on the prize, the Italian meatball. The the capital of Italy, Roma. Ah, okay. And this is where Giovanni was studying his hydraulics. Right. Got it. He's like, get out of here. I'm turning the hose on. <laughs> <laughs> you get off of my lawn. <laughs> um, so Giovanni, the 6'6 six, six strong boy, is like, I don't want to fight for the French army. Because the French would come in and like whoever was big, be like, you're in the French army. Yeah, congratulations. You're on the uh, losing team. Take the seeds off that bread. You're with us now. <laughs> We oui, here's a cigarette barrette. Welcome. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> here's your starter kit. <laughs> so he's like, dude, when they come cruising through here, I can't be in this. So he joins a monastery to become a monk. All right. It's a good fallback. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he doesn't really want to be a monk because, like, no one really wants to be a monk. Who wants to be a monk? I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm doing if this podcast ever falls through. Uh, dude, yeah? you would be an interesting monk. I, I have, like, monk hair, I feel. You know what it is, man? You'd be an interesting monk because I feel like you would be taking confessions from people and then correct them grammatically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of It'll helping like, them out or anything. Like, yo, like, I, oh, I, Father, be- I gotta admit my sin. You know, I gotta admit my sins. Just like, no, you have to, you have to admit your sins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not you. You gotta. And then, you then have to. they'd be like, <laughs> I have impure thoughts about my neighbor's wife, and I'd be like, cool. Ever jerk it to hentai 
<laughs> There's some great tentacle stuff. You should really, what really is... uh, bing that one day. <laughs> In the name of the Father, the Yaoi, the tentacles. <laughs> the tentacle spirit. Uh, okay, so he doesn't want to become this monk, but he joins the monastery basically just so he the French, when they come rolling through Rome, don't pick him up. Mm. So shortly after joining, he starts peddling religious talismans. So kind of like saying, like, you know, selling bumper stickers that says, like, Hey, look, I'm Jesus. I have a hot Italian sausage. Did you know Jesus was the son of man? But also, he's a fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Put it on your car. Talk <laughs> so, about it. So he's traveling around as this monk salesman. He travels around Europe. He actually eventually goes to Paris and starts selling stuff in France, a place he hates. Uh, but he's like, I don't, I don't want to be a monk. I don't want to be a salesman. I hate this. I hate I this. I gotta get the tall robes. You can't yeah. bang when you're a monk, right? Nah. Well, you can hide. You can't bang in front of people. Yeah. Uh, Does that make you sense? Keep, you gotta and keep I'll, it on the down low. That's not fair. Yeah, and also another thing I learned from uh, this this wedding I went to um, is that when you get married, it's not a marriage between just the man and the woman. Jesus is there, too. It's a marriage between three. You gotta, right. So you Jesus the is there doing that Eiffel Tower, you know? What I mean? Yes. Wherever, wherever you're not filling, Jesus fills these. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. Sa- he's a satiator. That was weird, hearing a man in Crocs talking about having a threesome with a, a deity. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, when you're fucking, you better do good. He's okay, watching. Because he's, he's seen it all. <laughs> <laughs> so Giovanni's like, I don't want to be a salesman. This fucking sucks. I want to pump a shit. I'm a hydraulic engineer, dog. Right, I gotta turn the hose on. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, eventually he's broke, and uh, he ends up back in Padua, the northern Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he talks to his brother Francesco, and he's like, "Dude, I need to show my water moving skills. I can move uh, water so okay. good. <laughs> I'm the best water moving. Really, water anywhere bender. you tell me where you like water, I can make it happen. So Fran- Francesco's like, "Dude, you ever hear about this place in Europe? It's all underwater. Well, they need to pump so much shit. There's so much water everywhere. There's toilet water in the floor, in the bagel shop, Oof. everywhere. <laughs> where is it? Venice? No, it's Netherlands. They're just sinking." Oh, yeah. is that in Italy? Nether- no, it's Northern Europe. Oh, they're just talking about Atlantis or oh, some right. shit. Yeah, no, the Netherlands <laughs> is just no. The Netherlands has just been perpetually been sinking, and they didn't really figure out how to stop the water from coming on until they built a huge dam around the country huge right before dyke. World War Two. Yeah, yeah, dike. One of those ladies that I mean. Yeah, and then it- <laughs> <laughs> there's Travis's history with. Yeah. The L of the LGBTQ group. Don't get a small Dutch boy's finger in you. <laughs> so Francesco and Giovanni head off to Holland. And there they're like, hey, um, how are you guys doing? You want us to pump some water? And the Dutch are, the Dutch are like, uh, we are fish people. We know how to get these wa- this water out of here. Fish you people. Italians can fuck off. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of balls. That was yeah. rude. Pretty much. So Gio and Fran, they're broke again. And uh, they're like, hey, uh, with our last remaining money, let's go to England because, you know, there's a lot of English nobility and there's so much power and everything. They've got so much B- uh, HP sauce to suck around, Ooh. put on their chips. Lots of swimming pools. He goes to England and he's like, hey, English nobility, there's a lot of poor people on your lawn. Would you like to shoot HP sauce on them? <laughs> 
<laughs> That'd get him to stay longer. <laughs> Is he a protest preventer? <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Shoot, shoot your mother's sauce on him. Oh, yes, please. Mm. Shoot it all over them. Get them off my lawn. I've got a raven to feed. <laughs> uh, so Giovanni eventually lands a gig with using his hydraulic skills. This is like his lifelong dream. Okay. Uh, he meets a guy named Charles Isaac Mungo Pitt. That sounds okay. like so yeah. many slurs. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yo, you Mungo Pitt. Yeah, Mungo Pitt was a talent manager and was putting together a show at the Sadler Well Theater named Aquatic Streams. Ooh. Oh. Okay. You know, I see the way you've been pumping water over these poor people. Well, no. Hey, so. my name's Pitt, by the way. <laughs> Just, yeah, come on in. Mungo Pitt. You can call me Monk. Why don't you come over to my place sometime? I'll tell you, because I'm a business. I've got talents, and I'd love to show them off, and I'd love you to pump water into their asses. <laughs> like a water park? So it was called no. Aquatic Dreams? It was called the Aquatic Dream. Okay, so I guess wetdreams.com was taken already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So, at Aquatic Dreams, uh, Pitt eyeballs this massive Giovanni. He's like, yeah, you could help me uh, build this water tank, Gov. Uh, basically got, I don't know why, that was the most Italian Jer- or yeah. Jersey British I've ever done. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, Gov. <laughs> yeah, Gov. Oh, wow, that's hard to do. I would tell you, Gavo. No, so like, yeah. So he's like, dude, I need to build this water tank for Aquatic Dreams. Right, basically a big pool. Yeah, and Giovanni's like, yeah, got you. I know all about water. And so he builds this tank, and Pitt is like, all right, let's get in the tank. And Giovanni's like, all right, he hops in. Got it. And uh, the water comes out up to about his waist. This is a 6'6 six, six man, right? And Pitt is like, you know what? Uh, you're going to be part of the show. I'm going to play you as uh, the ship. And a bunch of small small men jump out and jump on his shoulders and hang on to his waist. And Giovanni <laughs> gets in the suit that's a ship. What? And these small men are on Giovanni. As they have a battle with, I'm assuming, his brother, Francesco, playing the other ship oh, wow. in this kiddie pool. All right. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> all of this. I can show you a picture. Yeah. I think I took a picture. I, uh, I, need, I need thing. I need just thing me and the boys, eyes. just yeah. like selfie as man with ship and a bunch of small men. Where, where do you <laughs> get all yeah. the small men? They're bored back then. Yeah, they didn't have anything to do. Uh. That's a horrible gig. Also, he was just there to build the pool. Yeah. So it was about pools. Shit, you know? <laughs> True. I thought I took a picture on my phone, but I don't know if I did. But this is a really hilarious picture. Oh, there it is. It's right there. I'll put it in the chat, Cody. Okay. He's Giovanni strong. as a ship. <laughs> All right. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Feed me. What the fuck? Who fucking drew that? <laughs> um, someone, someone with way too much time in their hands. <laughs> yeah, right? That's him being a ship, I see. He's just holding the sails. <laughs> Well, all with all those small people, tiny men, <laughs> who who just look like bearded fourth graders, I, I gotta say, and yeah, right. The thing that I assume we're looking at the same thing. The the thing that's impressive is like this depiction is out of water, so it looks like Giovanni is like deadlifting hundreds, if <laughs> hundreds of hundreds of pounds. Yeah, but it's way less impressive once you realize it's in water. 
So this pit guy is like, all right, this guy's great. We got to get him out of the water and turn him into a proper freak show. So Giovanni, hungry on, hungry on money, becomes a strong man. I just want to turn on water. <laughs> you got to shut up. You got to build the pools for me. <laughs> so Giovanni is billed as the Patagonian Samson. That was his, his name. All right. Oh. Uh, a Samson referring to the Bible. Big old boy. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. He's, hairy uh, man. When his hair is long, he is strong. And Giovanni's fame blows up. People from all around the country are going to see this strong boy. And eventually, he starts touring the country. And he dresses up in all sorts of wild costumes. Uh, you can see some of his billing online. Uh, most of them wildly racist. He was often cast as I the, quote, black chief. Yeah, but <laughs> you have to keep in mind, a little context here, pre-1910... There was no such thing. I know, but still. If it was an entertainment gig, it was just entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could probably just get a real black guy and call him the black chief. Well, dude, where are you going to find that guy? Out of Africa. A lot cheaper to go to Italy. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. This guy's poor. (laughs) The only thing that the Italian and this black guy have in common. (laughs) Uh, So Giovanni, who wasn't a dum-dum, is doing this soul-crushing job. And eventually he convinces Pitt uh, to let him... Uh, do a show that shows off his hydraulic skills. Oh, finally. <laughs> He's like, dude, I'm not dumb. I'm not just, let me just do my hydraulics. Uh, please, uh, Mr. Mungo, may I turn on the water? <laughs> <laughs> He's a glorified sprinkler guy, pretty much, right? Yeah, man, I got a sprinkler guy that comes by every season. Yeah, so in 1904, uh, Pitt let Giovanni... 1804? Uh, yeah, 1804. Yeah, Oh, also one thing for this podcast context. Travis, get me a beer. Yeah, yeah, dog. Thank you. This is an 1804 Yingling. Yeah, thank you very much. It's one of Born on. Oh, Look at that. So in, in 1804, <laughs> Pitt finally lets Giovanni uh, build the exhibition Hydra Licks. So it's like Hydra and then Licks. Like at- Hydra <laughs> Licks. not spelled right. That's cool. <laughs> Um, which was basically a bunch of fountains that were shooting water and fire. Like a water park, right? Uh, yeah, but on stage you can go through the fire oh. or water. I don't know. It's probably burning like whale blubber or some oh, shit. Oh, jeez. Like, so I'm assuming these people, when they saw it, they were like, you know, uh, all those crazy fountain shows they have in Vegas yeah. and stuff. Yeah. You know, like when you're outside the, the um, Bellagio. That's yeah, it. Bellagio, and there's like all those crazy shits going on. All the, And like, this was just a bunch of assholes <laughs> on a lawn watching a sprinkler kind of go back. I like and the ones forth that like fan over so and s- fan back. Those are the best. That's exactly what I'm thinking, but it gets stuck every now and then because it's very old yeah. machinery. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Come on in. Five pence. <laughs> You're well, that is probably exciting. I'm very happy with how tall I am and how much water I make. <laughs> <laughs> so Gio- Giovanni goes on and he's being real famous. He's doing all these shows. Is hydraulic. And eventually he ends up at the Smithfield Bartholomew Fair. Fair. Smithfield Bartholomew yeah. Fair. One more time. Smithfield Bartholomew <laughs> Fair. Well done. All right, close enough, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this was a 10-acre circus that was held every year outside of London. And Giovanni was around 30 at the time. He had been doing his strongman act for about like five or so years. And he catches the eye of the 25-year-old Sarah Barr. Oh. Did he um, make her wet? <laughs> I would think so. With his hydraulic. Hydraulic. <laughs> bar is also spelled like the bar, Bari. 
know, oh, like, like weightlifting. With, right, right. What, what are they doing, par? I don't know. They take, like take their shit off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're doing Bari. So um, she's there. She's an Irish rope dancer, which is basically like a tight walk, uh, tight rope walker. Oh, that's Fine. cool. Yeah. So he, so Giovanni's there. He's trying to dra- he's he's all into her, and he's just j- ramming his Twinkie into that keyhole <laughs> at three in the morning, and they get married. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the next morning. The next morning. <laughs> next morning. That was so good. We should do something about it. <laughs> no, but he's six six, and this chick is really small. That's what I'm assuming. That's fine. I got... Yeah, you ever see Shaq's wife? Well, that's yeah. I mean, that's like half of her his wife. Well, you gets in the photos. <laughs> <laughs> you never really see Shaq's wife because he's only inflated when his dick is inside of her. Oh, <laughs> it's like a you're a naughty man. It's like Did blowing you know up a balloon. This this podcast. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh I, didn't, I didn't invest in Starbucks because I don't drink coffee. <laughs> what are you talking about, Shaq? I'm trying to have sex with you. <laughs> That's my Asian accent, I guess. Well, anyway, the vagina is an amazing place. It can stretch beyond its limits. <laughs> beyond even its own limits. <laughs> so, uh, both of them, Sarah Giovanni and Francesco, Giovanni's brother, they continued touring England, Wales... And uh, not that long after, they get married again or something. I don't know. I wrote it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are they still working with Pitt? Uh, I think at this point they branched out. They're doing their own routine. It's a shame. Manga Pitt. Manga Pitt. Away. Yeah. So um, eventually they think they've exhausted England. And Giovanni's like, dude, we should check out Spain They're and nice. Portugal. They got some cool stuff. There's that pig they put up this, the greased bowl. Yeah, they throw tomatoes at each other for a whole uh, bowls, week. Yeah. Yeah, bullfighting, right? Yeah. So Giovanni's like, he leaves Sarah with Francesco and packs up, you know, he leaves them there so they can pack up all the props and costume. And Giovanni heads out to Lisbon along with a young servant called James Curtin. Uh huh. Okay. So this is the first time of many that uh, Giovanni leaves Sarah behind. And this one's okay, whatever. It's a business trip. But we're going to see that when he leaves her behind in the future. Oh, it's not no. so good. Well, is I that mean, foreshadowing? Did I do a good job? Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> you could have phrased it a lot better, to be honest. Uh, you know what? I'm drunk. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I <good>. like history. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Giovanni and crew decided to go to Spain and then Portugal. Um,. They start making their rounds to, like, Lisbon, Madrid, Caldez, uh, Sao Carlos, uh-huh. all these different places. Okay. Eventually, Francisco bails, and he goes back to Padua. Now, uh, Giovanni hears that the real money, if you want to do a freak show, strongman freak show, yeah. is in Constantinople. Ah, cool. Oh yeah, they love freaks over there. Can we, man. Can we love, back love really quick? Is this gentleman weirdo. in fact strong like Ox Travis, or is he just tall? He's he's six one. He has so many hernias, six six, all of them. But he's doing six, it underwater, six. right? Yeah. He's lifting shit. No, up No, now at this point he's lifting people left. Okay, so right. he's oh, actually strong, around, like a little baby voice. Yeah, he's a strong. Okay, he's a strong boy. Um, so he's like, we got to go to Constantinople. <laughs> Constantinople. So him and him, Sarah and James Curtin, his manservant, 
get on a ship with all their props, and they start sailing to Constantinople. Along the way, they stop at the island of Malta, right. which is in the yes. Mediterranean. Yeah, very small little country there. Yeah. So after one of his shows, a dude named Ishmael yeah, Gibraltar. Cool. <laughs> Great. That's that's, a, that's, that's a, how I would name a racistly stereotypical Maltese like a, man. Like yeah. So Ishmael. Ishmael. <laughs> Ishmael comes up to him and he's like, "Yeah, he Ishmael is the commercial agent for the for Egypt's pasha, Muhammad Ali." Whoa. Wow, these jokes. Yeah, right? They write themselves. We don't need to be funny yeah. anymore, guys. Congratulations. We made it. Yeah. It's, it's not... It's uh, not, he's a boxer. Yeah, it's not even a boxer, though. Yeah. It's <laughs> different. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, uh, let me just explain what a pasha is. A pasha is a governor. Okay. So, um, Muhammad Ali, not the boxer, right. <laughs> uh, he's the governor of Egypt because Egypt was... Owned by the Sultan of the Ottoman Empire, mm-hmm. but let's just call him the King of Egypt. He has that much power. Right? Nice, yeah. So this, you see these pyramids? I do whatever I want in them. <laughs> like die, yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever I want. Yeah, <laughs> die in them. I can roll down them. So this Ishmael probably came up to uh, Giovanni to ask him to perform his strongman mm-hmm. uh, shit for his pasha. He's like, dude, I saw you pick up that donkey, you threw it on that cripple kid, and it was hilarious. I would pay for that. So, but Giovanni was like, yo, uh, does Muhammad Ali want to uh, move water around? That's a magic trick. Because, like, cause like I'm, I'm a hydraulic engineer. I don't <laughs> just lift things. Black magic. No one can do that. <laughs> don't say I'm a hydraulic engineer. Be like, I'm a fluid sorcerer. You know what I mean? Like he could set up like one of those fucking like chocolate fountains you see at Golden Corral, or as I like to call, yeah, like the herpes. That Shaq has in his living room in, in Golden Corral. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like the first time you use a pool noodle to suck up the water and shoot it into a little kid's oh, face. Dude, I would do that, but instead of my mouth, I would find like a pool jet and then just like waterboard a toddler. Oh yeah, with like the fucking. Yeah, oh, sorry the, for the magic. The magic. <laughs> So Ishmael's like, actually, Pasha does need to have these fountains, and we should irrigate some shit in the Nile because, like, it's Egypt. dry as fuck there. Um, but can you also like lift heavy things or funny things too? What do you do? Like, what do you do for a living? You lift shit. Do you you make fountains work? <laughs> yeah. this, this Pasha's like, oh hello, I Pasha. I need a fountain. Also, irrigation would be nice. A lot of dying people, but. Uh, I'd like to see water go up and then calm down differently. I like this. Yeah. So Giovanni, James, and Sarah were like, fuck Constantinople. They abandon life of the stage and go off to Egypt to work on hydraulics. Fancy. Cool. Um, so, right after, right, so right off the bat, things suck for them. The, the moment they docked in Alexandria in on June 9th of 1815, uh, the city was in the middle of the... Bu- bubonic plague Ooh, oh. bad timing yeah uh we we all thought the black death ended in the middle ages but apparently the mediterranean never got the memo uh because the black death the uh, black pit plague was there up until we figured out that you know there was fucking little fleas on mice uh, arizona wow. still has the black death going <laughs> very on. smart oh yeah really? isn't that just happening the thing is, what? like, it, it's so no way. It, it's in the rats. It's not on the fleas that are on the rats. But like, the last one of the big occurrences that like freaked everyone out is that someone was mowing their lawn 
and like a rat went into the mower and like aerosolized in the landscaper's face. And that's how that guy got like oh, the first oh. case of bubonic plague from like a century. It was like fucking hard. Oh, gore wow. Gore grind Damn, shit. That's so like, oh, rat mist. Yeah, right. I'm, yeah. I'm going to die now. <laughs> <laughs> and all the rats. Too. God damn it. That fucking blows. Yes, it does. Yeah, I hate when rats go in my mower, Mike. <laughs> yeah. It happens all the time. <laughs> so they, they never found a cure for oh, this? Oh, you can treat it in humans, plague. but you can't cure all the fucking rats There's no that cure have for it. it you're, not gonna, yeah. you're not going to vaccinate all the fucking mice, are you, Mike? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> you yeah. could, you could, though. Yeah, Mike, you can make you a could, difference in the world. You, you, could, just gotta, you just got to manhandle <laughs> all these diseased rats for the rest of your life. Start by learning science first. <laughs> So Giovanni, Sarah, and James were put in the quarantine section of the docks in Alexandria with a bunch of other people. Now, the problem was when you put a bunch of gross sea people in one room and start eating food that's been washed in the dirty Nile water, uh, disease starts to spread amongst these people. Of course. They seemed perfectly healthy when they went in there, but as a precaution, 40 days later, you are a a heaping mass of flesh. Travis, minus points for not saying gross semen in a room full of gross semen together. Yeah, you fucked up. Oh. You're dead to me. It's all right. I deliver water. I'll splash it all over you. Yeah, well, you know, sea, sea people is another word for semen. That's what I say. I say, excuse me, lady, would I, can I deposit sea people on you? Yeah, he gets halfway through the word people, and he is finished. A people! <laughs> That's Travis. Um, so, yeah, like, they didn't know anything about these fleas, so when people got sick, they were like, all right, this person's sick, they got the plague, like, we're going to cart them off with the rest of, into the city where all the rest of the yeah. Black Plague is, you know, like, oh, yeah. this one's sick, it's sneezing. That's get one way there. to get out of jail. Yeah. So Giovanni and Sarah... Uh, who got really oh. sick and were forced to hide their illness so they didn't end up in Black Deathland. Uh, um, <coughs> you didn't know that all Irish and Italian people looked like this? <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> we're both fine. Yeah, actually, most Europeans that went to Egypt got sick because they would get heat stroke. Because, it's different. You know, they're not in that sun. Yeah, because yeah. people aren't supposed to live in Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. So they just had a really bad case of heat stroke, but they had to hide this because or else they'd be plagued. Right. <laughs> so eventually they reach Pasha Muhammad uh-huh. Ali, and Giovanni takes a look at the irrigation issue and like, yeah, I can make a machine that'll get those fields nice. so damp. The most damp you've ever seen. Well, the problem here is that you have no water. I can fix that. <laughs> yeah. I'm tall. Um, <laughs> Giovanni's like, the best part about it, you won't need to use animals or manpower so to run it. And Pasha, and the Pasha's like, all right, get started on it. Mm. So here's Giovanni and his Irish wife and boy servant in uh-huh. an Arab country trying to build a magic water moving machine. Without man or animal power. Yeah. I mean, we had we had things like water power, right? I mean, they're next to the Nile. They could steam power. Yeah, they could move things without animal or man. Yeah. Um, but the thing was, was local Egyptians did not really like Christian Europeans. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder why. Hmm. Yeah, and it was mainly because of the guy we talked about earlier, Napoleon. Oh. Hmm. So when back when Giovanni joined to be a monk uh, to hide from the French army, Napoleon 
uh, kept going past Italy, and his real pot prize was Egypt. So there were countless bloody battles fought over the Suez Canal and the Nile, uh, fought between the French, the British, and the Ottomans, and local Arab tribes. Some of these battles, Giovanni actually noted seeing bones and cannonballs sticking out of the sand. That's he was metal. only like about 20 years earlier. Yeah. Jeez. Um, so when Napoleon eventually got to Egypt, he set up the Egyptian Institute of Arts and Sciences. And now this okay. was just a bunch of French dudes that were rummaging around tombs, looting ancient artifacts, and sending them back to the Louvre. I love art. Science. <laughs> yeah. Science. It's totally Research. science, bro. Yeah. Is, is there something for everybody? Especially if it's bones. And illegal. <laughs> yes. So... Even though um, at the time Gio uh, that Giovanni was there, the British had taken control of the Egyptian cities, the Frenchies were still out there, and they were looking, and the local Egyptians just called all Europeans Franks. Just, yeah. Racist. Fine, I don't care. Racist. Yeah. Canceled. Yeah. Well, who cares? Every they called everyone Chinese, who's from out there. <laughs> out there. Those people from out there. <laughs> Yeah, the Chinamans. Way That's out what there. They said, yeah. Chinamans. Who, who cares? No one here. <laughs> so, this one time, Giovanni was riding around Cairo on a donkey. Now, remember, he's 6'6", so he would have to keep his feet out in front of the donkey while he oh. rode, so he wouldn't drag on the ground. That's a cartoon. Oh, cool. <laughs> no stirrups yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he got into a little cop. No. He got into a little confrontation with a Turkish junior officer, who called him a Frank. Oh. And Giovanni hates French. He's like, I'm Excuse Italian you. and I work for the British. Yeah. Or I've been in Britain. Uh-huh. So this confrontation would later be used for the greatest archaeological character of all times. But in reality, it was way less impressive. So the Turk socked Giovanni in the gut. And Giovanni was holding a tiny little donkey riding crop. Like, kind of like something you'd see in a bondage thing. Like, not... It was yeah, a whip. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Stiff whip. Like, oh, oh, yeah, donkey, yeah. get out of here. That guy, get out of here. So uh, Giovanni slapped him across the back with this little riding crop, and the officer pulled out a pistol and fired it at Giovanni. He missed, singeing his beard hairs, Ooh. and hit a fellow officer behind him. It's like a Jeez. Three Stooges bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this whole using a whip against someone in Egypt was used, confirmed, uh, as the Can Indian I guess? Yeah. Can I guess? Is it Han Solo? Yes. It's Han Solo! Yes. In Egypt. Right. So the, when ha, when they did that, th uh, those four really great movies, especially the last one, mm -hmm. about Han Solo going through dirt and looking at natives, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking uh -huh. about. Nice, dude. It all was inspired from little Belzoni whipping someone oh. with a shitty riding class. <laughs> now it. I understand. <laughs> You guys made that very clear for me. Dun, 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 dun. Come on, Wookie. Let's get him. Uh, Why is that fucking killing me? Come on, Wookie. I just got called out, I just got called out for for uh, poor culture reference uses, Tom. I think you just won right there. Mine's intentional. I'm having a good time here. Yeah, Tom made a joke. This is what we do over mortem. You fucked up, Travis. You fucked up. I keep going. Okay, so um, we've all heard the myth, right, about how the Sphinx lost its nose because Napoleon used it for target practice. As I, for I've cannons. actually never heard that. You've never heard that? No. Is that true? 
There is a myth going around that the reason why the Sphinx doesn't have a nose is because when Napoleon rode through, he set his cannons on the Sphinx and took his nose off. Fuck that thing. That thing's yeah. taller than me. But <laughs> I'm going to shoot that shit. Yeah, look at his stupid nose. What is it, a tiger? Is it a lion? Load the cannon, Mark. <laughs> Load it up, Mark. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, my name's, my name's Jock. Yeah. Wee. Yeah, wee Jock. Whatever it is. Who cares? I'm your boss. <laughs> But no, that wasn't the case. Napoleon was very interested in preserving uh, as much shit and taking as much shit from ah. Egypt as he could. Um, and what am I, where am I? Whoa, whoa. Oh, and let's just get this clear, right? So there's this pillaging going on from Europeans, yeah. uh, especially the French of Egyptian culture, right? But the thing was, was frankly, the Arabs did not give a fuck about the wonders of the past that they lived amongst. No, they were trying to find bread. Yeah, get that eat. bread. Yeah. Um. So they just saw these things as old yeah. stones, or even worse, sacrilegious shit that should be destroyed. I could see that. Oh, like if you if you remember, ISIS was destroying places like Palmyra yeah, back in yeah. the past. Yeah. That's what was going on. They'd find these things and chisel out the details. Smart people. You know, just fucking bomb them. <laughs> no, dog. Why, why not? No. Because then know. you destroy the cool shit there. No, no, you bomb around them. <laughs> ah, the surgical strike. Fucking, oh, okay. Yeah, surgical strike. That's right. So also over the centuries, they had slowly disay uh, dismantled temples to use them as building materials and looted most of the sites for gold. Um, in fact, Giovanni on his travels... Came up to a peddler in the city, and the peddler was like, "Hey, do you want to buy this ancient jar? It's got a mummified hawk in it, dude. No. Tony Hawk's in here. Okay, Dusty Hawk." <laughs> <laughs> and Giovanni's like, "Nah, that's fake, dude. You just get him trying to give me this like shitty vase." Okay. Nah. So the Arab salesman got pissed and just smashed the the vase and was like, "Look, there is a totally uh, ancient mummified Tony Hawk in here." Wow. But he what? broke yeah. the seal. But he just ruined it. Yeah, no, he just broke the vase. Watch him do a 900. <laughs> Where are you staying tonight? Can I hang out? <laughs> Anger management, man. Shit. Fuck. Man. All right, so Belzoni's getting all this trubs with the locals. Um, but eventually he completes the pump for Muhammad Ali. And uh, there's this big party reveal. And uh, everyone's there. Giovanni's like, if I win this contract, I'm gonna be able to install my machine all He's over assaulted. the country. Gonna make it big. Gonna make it big for my pasha. I'm going to make so many wet t-shirt contests oh, happen. Wow. <laughs> so uh, Belzoni's like, all right, here we go. Here's the pump. But the problem was, was that Giovanni had powered it by oxen. That's the cheating. Oh, What's cheater. That? Yeah, cheating. Yeah, oxen aren't animal. It's like, dude. Yeah. yeah. What's oxen? An ox. Oh, an ox. Oh, okay. yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Multiple yeah. ox. Multiple ox. Not ox. Oh, okay. So, so the pasha shows up. He's like, "What the fuck is this shit? Like, I you said you, I didn't need to use animals. I could just use humans. They're cheaper oh, yeah. than animals. Yeah. You know, you don't have to feed them or anything. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> fine. Who cares? <laughs> so he's like, "All right, let me just try in true Egyptian fashion. He's like, "Let me just try moving this shit with manpower." And what kind of man can I get? Mm. Uh, we have any more of those Jews lying around? <laughs> the Freeman? Not that they're free, but they work for free. Yeah, well, maybe they crossed that sea that, what was his name? Uh, Moses. He parted yeah. it. Maybe a few of them came back. They forgot luggage or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Muhammad Ali is like, all right, he got his men into this like little pit, the little thing that the oxen were pushing, wow. right? Like this yeah, little yeah, wheel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everyone starts pushing, and Belzoni's servant, James Curtin, was down there pushing as well. Oh, okay. Right? Because he's like, I gotta make my boss. <laughs> yeah. Huddle yeah. with the slaves. I gotta show my muscles. So Belzoni's like, I didn't design it like that, dude. What's going on? And all of a sudden, all the Arabs stopped pushing and just jumped out of the pit, leaving just James Curtin down there. And the wheel just spins yeah. back on itself. Oh, and no James way. Curtin goes flying about 50 feet and breaks his hip. Jeez. <laughs> Workers' comp right oh. there. Yeah. Well, they didn't have OSHA back there. They'd be like, oh, See, look around, look around. Put some sand on it. Yeah, rub <laughs> some sand on it right there. You know the tomorrow. amount of paperwork for on-site <laughs> hip injury? Through the roof. Oh, <laughs> it is something it's, else. Uh, yeah, some Really? You're done. I mean, I know a guy who used to work in Abercrombie and Fitch, and he sued him for $100,000 because he fell off a two-foot ladder. <laughs> fucking bad. Imagine getting pitched 50 feet, breaking your hip on an oxygen Yeah, and that's wheel. engineer negligence, no way. mind you. Yeah. yeah. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah. I like them when they eat Egyptian food, and uh, they get in that pit. We'll settle for 36 pairs of pants a month. <laughs> Two turtlenecks. So, needless to say, Belzoni uh, didn't get the contract. Why? Aww. Uh, yeah. And shortly after Belzoni gets a sack from Muhammad Ali. Amalai. Amalai. Yeah. Five boxers, Mahala Malay. Mahala Malay. Mahala. So, shortly after he gets the sack, he meets this dude named Sheik Ibrahim. Great names all around. Oh, yeah. these get great. Sheik Ibrahim, right? So you might think, uh, okay, here's Belzoni meeting another Arab about to get his ass kicked. Yeah. This is now, uh, we can imagine, Iron yeah, Sheik. That, that's yeah, that's the exactly Iron what I thought. He's meeting the Iron Sheik. You fucking tall son of a bitch bastard. I fucking love you. <laughs> <laughs> so he's about to meet this Iron right. Sheik. And, you know, he's like, all right, where am I getting my butt pushed in? <laughs> But the thing is, is that Sheik Ibrahim, his real name was Johan Ludwig Brunhardt, and he was from oh. Sweden. Oh, or not Sweden, Switzerland. I'm only a weekend Sheik. I'm a Sheikend. <laughs> so this Swiss Miss motherfucker was what he called an Orientalist. That was a a person who studied people that weren't white. Oh, okay. Oh, a, yeah, a Chinaman looker. <laughs> Chinaman looker. A mongoloid. So. Yeah, so Burkhart tells Giovanni, he's like, look, if you don't want to get your ass beat by every Turk you come across calling you a Frank, all you need to do is just dress the part. And, like, look, you're Italian and you're bearded. Like, it's a lot easier than my bleached ass coming from the Swiss Alps. <laughs> uh-huh. So Giovanni starts dressing the Arab getup. I mean, turban. A lot of the pictures, I'll probably use a picture where... He's wearing a turban and, like, a robe, all that shit. You just g- basically get different size sheets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He- this head sheet. This bath sheet. <laughs> he, need a, he need a waist sheet and a body sheet and two feet sheets. <laughs> two feet. <laughs> <laughs> so around, the, uh, around the, when he meets Burkhardt, Burkhardt introduces him to a very important character in the story, a man named Henry Salt. Hey, look at that. Love him. Love him, Mr. Saltman over there. Yeah, must be a relative of mine. Very important. <laughs> Very important in the story. Best guy in the story. Love him. So Henry Salt-, Salt was an Englishman. He originally was a draftsman and secretary for jo- Lord George Anglesey, Viscount of Valentina. 
Okay. Mm. Now we know what a secretary is, but what is a draftsman? Uh, Makes up uh, schematics, right? Or maps? No. Uh, I know it's not what I'm thinking. So a draftsman is basically a dude that walks around with a lord and takes selfies of him. Oh. Oh. <laughs> they so, had cameras back then. No, they didn't. This is 18... Oh, yeah. oh they did, right? Oh, oh 1815. Well, maybe uh, we did. need some draftsmen. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Oh. So whenever I talk about rich people, you can just imagine some dude just walking around behind them, like drawing pictures oh, constantly. Oh, okay. oh. Like, here's my lord in front of the Sphinx. Oh. Here's my lord. That's a cool like a Smithers to a Mr. Burns. Yeah. yeah, Smithers with talent. <laughs> yeah. So um, by the time Giovanni met Henry Salt, he had moved past simple draftsmen. Um, and with the help of his lord, he was appointed as the English consul general to Egypt. So think of him as like an Fancy ambassador. Names. Okay. Um, and while he- while Salt was appointed, as well as like working as ambassador, he was also helping his lord, the Viscount of Valentina, collect Egyptian antiques. So he's like, all right, got a bunch of antiques there. My lord likes it. Here you go. So when you say antiques, do you mean like actual artifacts going around? Okay. Artifacts. Yeah. So no dinette fucking. Okay set or anything like that yeah no like fiesta jar order. and brains brain and jar yeah put it in the back of the volvo <laughs> key to assemble it. so the viscount count would send salt money and salt would hire men to basically explore the sands and loot temples now giovanni hard up on cash does a little bit of smoozing with salt and eventually becomes contracted for his first job into the world of egyptology nice Okay. But well, aren't most of those places like booby trapped and shit like that? Oh, Ooh, we'll get into booby tat. Oh. We'll get there. I Can like you name any other country that too. has a science field named after it? Like, there's no Chinatology. You know what I mean? Yeah, I went immediately. I went to Chinatology yeah. myself. I mean, it, it's also Rolls off as the ancient as I can think. <laughs> uh, uh, butthole there's no, tology. There's no Jerseyology. Scientology. The study of science. That's what that, yeah, yeah that's, that's legit. <laughs> yeah, what is that's uh that's what Tom Cruise's yeah, heritage. Yeah, don't is, right? don't tr- yeah. don't step on his heritage. Very important. Yeah, Thomas Mapother. <laughs> he's yes. the son of Christ. Yes, Mapother. Mapother, son and Holy Spirit. Do you think he named his kids Mapother? He was like, well, I don't want you no, to be that no. famous because I, I got I got my dick's got ten more years. Thing on one screen. and thing two. <laughs> thing one and thing two. All right, back to Giovanni. Yep. Giovanni's first contract was to recover and ship a massive statue of Ramses II called Young oh, Menmon. Just a U? Just a U? Young no, Men. Uh, young? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> young yeah. Uh, young Menmon. Next rapper. Young Face tattoos. The reason why he was called Young Menmon is because people didn't know how to read hieroglyphics. So they just didn't know who this guy was. They just named him Menmon. Yeah, yeah he's he was Menmon. But he's Ramses II. Oh. <laughs> now, uh, he was extremely smooth-brained, correct? I mean, all the Egyptians were extremely Fucking inbred. Yeah. Like, the yeah, rulers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The rulers were extremely long, <laughs> smooth Well, that's how you build pyramids. <laughs> you need to have the smooth to build the pyramids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like when they put his brain in, it's just like soft serve, smooth as a gift. Yeah. You can fucking go careening <laughs> down there if you're a little, like, extra midget going... <laughs> Going uh, snowboarding, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for the sprinkles. <laughs> Other than that, it's pretty smooth. So, yeah, the Rosetta Stone was actually discovered a hey. few years earlier, but it hadn't been deciphered. They had only had a few languages, like Spanish, right? Uh, French. They only had the first few chapters of Duolingo. Yeah, Duolingo. Right. And the Rosetta, no, the Rosetta Stone's the rich, dude. 
dude. Do you have the pan on disc, dude? I've actually been using a different program fun. now to learn my Portuguese. Oh yeah, it's called Mango. Mango, los mango. gustos mango. Tengo los gustos mangos. That's yeah. actually Spanish, <laughs> but <laughs> but I will never forget that. Yeah, see, it works. Yeah. <laughs> so this this giant statue of Ram- Ramsay II was a seven ton statue located at the Temple of Amun in Karnak, which was roughly. 400 miles down the Nile River, river so from Karnak, Cairo. Karnak, you said? That, that sounds like a city yeah, in Jersey. Like a neighborhood in Jersey. Like Karnak, Jersey. So they have to go against the... Because uh, Nile... The Nile is one of those rivers that runs the opposite yeah. direction that oh, we yeah, think it should. Yeah, so they had to go... Ag- they had to go against it to get there, but they're going to go with it when the statue's there. Oh, thank God. Yeah, the yeah. Now, yeah. Oof, that's a the big load. <laughs> north, right? Yeah. So this statue is, had actually broken and fallen back in... Uh, 37 BC during an earthquake, so it was prime for an antique collector like Henry Salt. All he needed was someone like Belzoni, a serious with serious engineering skills or water moving <laughs> skills or something, to go barge it back to Cairo. Turns out he's just real Look strong. Go. <laughs> yeah, he picked it up himself. Dude, you're strong. You can get it, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, you bro. need a hand with that? I'll be back in an hour, but I'd like to see it before I get back. <laughs> <laughs> so on this trip, Giovanni brought his wife. Sarah James Curtin, uh, who is still fucked up. His so he's hip just was a crippled broken. man servant like, now. Whatever he not that long ago, dude. Boy, when you're hell. poor, you still gotta walk. You know, like back <laughs> nope. then, they didn't have wheelchairs. No ramps. Nah, you still gotta work, man. <laughs> I can't just have you in my 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 fucking my hotel suite watching HBO all day. <laughs> you gotta work for that. Yeah, I dude. don't care if it takes you twice as much to walk at it. You want Disney Plus? You um, gotta earn that shit. But yeah. my hip hurts. Fuck it. Fuck you got your hip. You, you got another one. <laughs> I'm tall. You got two hips for a goddamn reason, Mike. So he's got the usuals. He's also got a Coptic translator who can speak Arab. Mm-hmm. Arab. Um, and the Pasha appointed a janissary for him, like a bodyguard is what a janissary I learned a word. Janissary. Something like a janitor or something like that. A janissary, although it sounds like a janitor who would shoot piss on you. Hydraulic. Janissary right? was an, Ottom- an Ottoman... He was an Ottoman soldier. And then when you're done with that, you could shave my body, sir, because we have a walk. <laughs> So, the manual labor for moving this seven-ton statue, Giovanni hoped uh, he could buy out local Arab tribes to help him lift this shit. Um, So, they're floating down the Nile, and Giovanni bumps into a Frenchman with an obnoxious twirled mustache and mutton chops. A straight-up supervillain. He's tying bitches to train tracks and all that. Yeah, this man was Bernardo Drovetti. Sounds... Uh, Italian too, but he was French. Uh, you know, I—I'll be honest. With all the jabs I take at French people, I don't know anything about them. I know <laughs> I've seen the movie Amelie. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Ron Perlman spoke it, but he yep, didn't know. It. Lost well, all right. To be fair, he played an extremely, extremely smooth-brained Frenchman. <laughs> so he only had about he six lines of dialogue. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, he was a strongman. Exactly, strongman. He had the mind of a child. A smooth brain child. <laughs> so Giovetti was um, France's ex-consul general to Egypt when Napoleon had ro- had flopped his uncircumcised dick on the hmm. country. But Giovetti uh, had still been exploring and picking through the ruins about a decade later after the English had moved in and was sending his looted goods back to the Louvre uh, for a price. Cool. Hey, yeah. dude. So Giovanni's uh, like, hey, he meets him on the Nile. He's like, hey, I'm going to go piss, pick up this fucking massive statue of Ramsey II. And Giovanni's like, ah, it's not <laughs> worth it. 
Locals aren't going to work for Christians. Oh, no. It's not going to happen. Oh. What did they use back then to pick that shit up? Hands. Hand, seven, hand. Seven tons? Yeah. Holy fuck. Hands and, and levers. Put that shit in a boat, too. Fucking sail fucking down the river, too. It's ridiculous. It yeah. doesn't really make sense. In fact, the people who wanted that... I mean, the people who were able to get the resources to make that happen, how out of their fucking minds are they? And, like, <laughs> right. they don't care about anyone's time. No! It's they got like, money. Oh, get her here. Contract price. Here's $40. Make it work. <laughs> I have a crew of 400 men. I'll give him 40 cents for the trip. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So, uh, Dravetti was like, yeah, I tried to go get some stuff down there. And the local Kachif, which is like a, it's a Arab, like, chief. Right. Okay. They call him a Kachif. Uh, Kachif put a band and had somebody that I was working with me got caught working with the French. So the Kachif strapped this guy to a cannon oh, and a can- fired Execution it. by cannon. Oh, cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's a cool death, though. Come on. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's quick. Instant, it's pretty so. quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shot into the air, like fucking free fall. Wait, he's not. He's not strapped to the ball, <laughs> is he? No, he's strapped over the face of the cannon. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. Just go right yeah. through you. Right through you. Yeah. Oh, okay. You don't even experience flying, I guess. <laughs> Your torso. No, you're well, his, yeah, the middle parts might get a bit of <laughs> air. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's some gnarly air you got going in there. Your yeah, heart, right. bro. <laughs> so sick. So Giovanni's like, thanks, uh, but I'm going to find my own way. And Giovanni's like, all right, well, I told you, there's some sarcophagus I left back in Thebes. You're welcome to it. Uh, If you can get in there, I couldn't fucking deal with that shit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go for it. (laughs) They'll chop your dick off, but go for it. So Giovanni thanked Giovanni, and he went on his way. And little did he know that this was the Benny, the bane of his what? existence. Oh. The little French weasel boy. Oh, no way. He had weasels for teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Five of them. That's awful. That is, it's pretty bad. Ouch. Yeah, so on his way to Karnak, Giovanni stops at a few temples. He's collecting a few smaller re- relics here and there. And eventually they reach Karnak, um, where they find this young mammoth, the Ramses II mm-hmm. statue. And Giovanni's like, oh, fuck, that thing is massive. I didn't know it was seven tons. Uh, we going to need... I had a feeling that yeah. would happen. But yeah. like, I, I turned the sprinkler on. What the fuck am I supposed to do with this? I didn't see that. So he gets there. He's like, I think we're going to need a bigger barge. He's oh. college hunks moving. What? He's college hunks moving junk. Yeah, he does yeah. need college hunks. So he goes, sends off little gimpy James Curtin back to Alexandria to go get a big barge. Took him four years. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they had a new president by then. <laughs> well, it took him that long, really? No, I just oh, made it up yeah. because he's. I mean, it's not like they have the fucking subways hooked up. Well, that's what I'm saying, it probably took a fucking minute to get it to point A to point B. Yeah, right? he basically yeah. looks. Like, he looks like yeah. Tiny Tim right now. <laughs> he's he's always about to die. <laughs> So Giovanni goes to the local catchiff and he's like, dude, I need some paid help. This guy's is a big boy. I gotta get moving this big boy. Mm. And the catchiff's like, dude, it's Ramadan. Oh. No one is gonna move anything. Ooh. Like, are you dumb? We don't eat. Are you Ramadan? <laughs> yeah, we're not eating. What are you dumb? Giovanni <laughs> waits there almost the entire length of Ramadan. Just burning up in the hot sun. Of course he got there on day one, didn't he? <laughs> he got there yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like no, it's like yeah, a whole month. Yeah, the it's a whole month. It's like November or some shit. Yeah, that's fuck month. 
That's yeah. where no one does fucking you know how, shit. Like the, the yeah. Mexicans do like the the hour siesta. Like the the, uh, uh-huh. the Islamic yeah. peeps just pile it all up in the back of the year. So it's just an entire straight month of <laughs> not doing nothing. Uh, that's dumb. If you do that, don't. <laughs> so uh, Giovanni waits it out. He's fucking baking. He's like a little Italian baked potato out in the sun. But eventually, oh, people do come, and it it's time to move this beast. Um, so with the help of rollers and levers, as you oh, were it, asking cool. before, simple machines, simple machines. very simple machines. Yeah. Like I actually moved yeah. a stump that way, um, and in Justin's backyard one time. Oh yes, with simple machines. Simple machines. I remember. I watched. <laughs> so Giovanni successfully moves young Manmouth um, to the shore. Uh, with constant starting and stopping because the workers are like, "Oh, I can't work for you. You're Christian." Oh. Giovanni's like, "Oh, but I got I'm money. a Christian with money. <laughs> I can't work for you. I lost a foot. Oh, that's all right. I got money. <laughs> I got money. I got a new foot. But then he gets to the shore and he's like, "We still don't have the boat yet. I mean, yeah. we're still waiting for old oh, James This is Curtin a logistics disaster. There's, uh, you know, obviously a cut to gimpy ass James Curtin trying to go up river in the Nile." <laughs> <laughs> in a fucking lifeboat. No, he's just riding two crocodiles with reins. <laughs> like, yeah. But very poorly. <laughs> very poorly. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, so Giovanni's like, all right, I'm going to use this time to find that sarcophagus that Dravetti was talking about. So with the help of a local Arab guide, he finds Ooh. the entrance of the temple. So Giovanni uh, and a small team strip down. And they said they crawl like a crocodile into this like this tiny temple. Like naked? Ooh, creepy. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, Spider like webs no everywhere on your, on your ween. Just yeah. crests up against your dick. Ooh. Yeah. Just rubbing <laughs> his dick on the inside of this temple. You know, it's dark for, in there. for such a hot place, this tube is very cold. <laughs> <laughs> so once Giovanni is inside, he said there were mummies everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, in his exact words, he says, as we worked our way through the burial chamber, we were continually walking on skulls Ooh, and other bones. Like straight out of Indiana Spooky. Jones. Yeah. So this is the first reason why Giovanni is demonized in the archaeological community. But they also like secretly envy him and have like a giant boner because right. he's going into these tombs. But he's just walking on mummies. Right. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. Those were people. Bones. What the fuck is this shit? He's got no respect <laughs> for them. Yeah. It's like Christmas morning, yeah. you know, where all like all the kids yeah. unwrap all the papers and there's just yeah. shit everywhere, and then you you can't get it from one room to the other without getting shit and uh, ribbons and wrapping paper all over you, but dead bodies. If you had a mummy just burning a hole in your pocket, what would you do with it? If a, I had a, a mummy, stiff, dusty, dead boy, and you're that you had to do something with, what would you give it a beach? Uh, I didn't say that on air. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> no, I didn't. Why was well, your can. first answer? Give it a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I, that's not what I said. I didn't say that. That was the ghost of Emotep. Uh, Mike, what did you hear Travis say? Uh, I was gonna blow a boy. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I didn't say that. I'm putting him. Well, I'll, I'll put mine in the closet. I'll just. Oh, would you there. like dress it up in like clothes and shit no, like that? Uh, I don't know. I'd vacuum seal oh, it. Yeah. That's for sure. Okay. Don't Keep want any moths, moths getting in the cavities. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. So I would think about how to store it. I think first. I'd just turn mine into like a cutting board. So, but Travis drunk. wants to give it a blowjob. 
Travis does want to give it a blowjob. No, job. I don't. I don't want to do that. I didn't say that. Cody, um, I'm not I did judging not Travis. say I want to give mommy blowjobs. Travis, Shut up, okay. Travis. It's okay, Whatever. Travis. I don't judge. Cody, what would you do with I, it? I'd, I'd put a nice lacquer on it and like use it as a cutting board. Just to nice. like freak out, like you know, guests. Like, oh, my girlfriend's parents are in town. Like, <laughs> let's bring out a mummy and fucking chop a leak over it. So wait, hold on. Before you continue, Mike, what would you do with yours again? Uh, put mine in oil drum. What is going? All right, on? oil yeah. drum, closet, lacquer, blowjob. <laughs> I did not say that. I no, you I didn't. didn't. That was so knee jerk. I didn't even think about that. Wow, that's very Freudian. I didn't think about it. That's like old. That's old school Freudian. Dude, I didn't even think about that. Hey, what do you want to do with old suck? Want to suck a stick? <laughs> no, I didn't. Even Why didn't say that? Tom, you know, you're not my therapist. Get out of here. You know who your therapist? Ground, Travis. You know who your new therapist is? Everyone who listens to this podcast. Did well, get out of here. Stop listening. <laughs> All right. Well, I thank you, Cody, for the segue because we're not going to talk about blowjobs. We're talking about people that. What they did with mummies back then. You hear the frantic His... nature of Travis's voice now. Yeah, if he was wearing a Fitbit, it'd be going off the charts right now. I used to. I took it off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Giovanni was more of an example of the times. People didn't give a shit about mummies. What they would do is they'd rip them apart, and they'd look for either papyruses or jewelry. They don't need it. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, hell, he has a dead body. Let me get through it. They'd pile them wow. up and burn them. Also, right, right. Come on. yeah. Also, mummies eventually became a type of curiosity. So these Victorian dickheads would have unwrapping <gasps> parties, like you'd see unboxing. on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> unboxing videos. Uh, <laughs> unboxing video. All right. So they'd have a mummy sent from Egypt directly to yeah. London, unwrapped. Oh, cool. And they'd invite all their friends over, and then just dissect this mummy, looking for gold trinkets. <laughs> Wow. Well, that's a lot yeah, more interesting than blowing it. There's a gold diploma in his brain. Too. I didn't even say that, dude. So this is like a Victorian. This is like a. This is like a. A British expensive hoity-toity version of like a Cracker Jack box. <laughs> You're like, oh, there might be something in it. Guess what? It's not a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? That doesn't happen when you unwrap it. But don't you want to do that? No, dude. I never said that. I heard you say it. Did you must have misheard me? I, Tom, I heard you say it. Play the audio clip right now. Thirty again seconds back on the show. Give it a beat. Okay. No, the, don't do that. That's cheating. I'm not judging you. <laughs> I am. <laughs> beat. Well, that's very interesting. Travis, why don't you continue with the story? Okay. So another thing that they would do with mummies is they would ground up mummies Ooh. into mummy powder. So like jerky? Uh, no, Coffee? not like jerky. Like a little mist. Mist. Like, yeah. like a. They do a little line of uh, mummy. Hell yeah. Yeah. Fat rails. So they would, they would mix this mummy like Swiss mist into like into like water. Oh, Make Kool-Aid. tinctures. Mummy yeah, Kool-Aid. Yeah, Kool-Aid. Okay. Mummy Kool-Aid. Go, Mike. Make their dick hard for so, you to suck. Yeah, this strange medicine was first used <laughs> was in medicine? the 12th century. <laughs> yeah, it was medicine used in the 12th century by Arab doctors, or... but eventually it made its uh, way to Europe in the, in the 16th century. What was it purported uh, to fix? Uh, God. I don't exactly know like what it was. Bismo. It was one of those miracles. It's like CBD oh, nowadays. Wow. Where you right, can just yeah. fix anything. <laughs> I'm smoking yeah, it's mummy. fine. Well, you got shade joints. Drink this $14 uh, sandwich. Oh. Yeah. You got CBD with my rye bread. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Fuck. it was not, it was still popular 
not only in the 19th century where Giovanni was, but also in the 20th century. We could probably find it, some. Well, and in fact, you could find real mummy powder in New York City, in, a, in, a, in one particular pharmacy, up until the late 1980s for twenty for forty dollars an ounce. That's a steal. That's yeah, pretty good. <laughs> wow. Fuck, I kind of want to try to be honest. I mean, Coke was cheaper back then. It was the 80s. That's true. Right. <laughs> well, let's Google some mummy powder. Yeah, let's find yeah. it. Let's smear it on our faces sample. and then try to find a, a little dick in there that we could. <laughs> Shut up, dude! I didn't even say that. You said it, Travis. I said. No, that's it. That's it. Well, anyway, let's get back to the story. Giovanni finds his sarcophagus lid. He's like, I can't move that shit. So he just ruined all these mummies. (laughs) He's like, I can't do it. I'm done. And then he goes back to the shore, and the barge shows up. (laughs) And Giovanni's like, all right, let's put the statue on board. He delivers it to Cairo. And now the statue is in the British Museum in London. It's this massive fucking thing. It's still there. Okay. Doesn't have a dick to suck. <laughs> you know, it's probably uncircumcised, right, Travis? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even thinking about that. Though. Why ass. would I think about that? Because you don't discriminate. You'll suck anything. Yeah. You're a dry piece of bacon. <laughs> no, I'm not even thinking about that. All right. So Giovanni is the talk of the town now. Uh-huh. Salt's really happy because he's like, "Yeah, dude." Uh, you did this thing. Let's send you out on the mission. Nice. So his second mission was to Abu Sibyl. And on his journey, Gio gets as far as Philly. Philly. Chick-fil-A. That's not Philly? No, it's not Philly. It's Philly. Where is Philly? It's on, it's on the, it's on the uh, Nile. Are you right, Mike? Okay. You're I'm dead. good. You smooth brain. What so, are you doing? What are you, what are you, what are you thinking about? <laughs> what are you said fillet. Fillet. <laughs> like fellatio. Shut up, Cody. <laughs> You're a dick. Just quit. You did it, man. We're not Brody talking and, about mummy dicks Brody anymore. Slips, man. I wasn't even talking about mummy's dicks. Don't, Don't worry, doesn't. they'll pop up. Oh, okay, whatever. They'll, they'll come back. You know, you get hard when you die, though. Yeah. <laughs> not insane. Rigor mortis, man. <laughs> Okay. Like it was just like, you said something, and then you said, no, nah, I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> so they get as far as filet. And then, and then fucking Giovanni's like, Sarah, it is not safe for you, con- for you to continue down the Nile. Mm-hmm. He- you must stay here. I've rented a room for you. You will stay with this Arab woman that you can't understand. And <laughs> your room does not have a roof. It's not a room. <laughs> so Sarah is left in Sarah's left in the baking sun, and she eventually gets a fever and goes blind after a few months. Oh my god! Which is something called alphamila, which is where your eyelids lose power to lift themselves. Oh my Jeez. god! Okay. And she's Irish, right? Yeah, yeah. She's dead. Yeah, like. <laughs> England was too hot for her. <laughs> yeah. That poor so skin. Oh my she God. actually wrote that um, she thought she had lost her sight forever, and she cannot describe the ag- agony that I felt on the occasion. Uh, I can't, wait. I cannot describe the agony that I felt on that occasion. I never in my life felt so isolated and miserable. Yeah, because you're blind in a sandbox. Yeah. Yeah. She eventually got her sight back. It'd be worse if the eyelids were stuck open with all the sand around. Oh, yeah. Then she's (laughs) fucked, man. Sand your eye? So on his way to Abu Samel, Drovetti, the French guy, um, had found out that Giovanni was like a big player. He had made this trip and everything. So so the French dude started buying off the local catchifs and telling them not to work with English. 
Oh, oh like, okay. you see an English dude? Sabotage him. Don't worry about that. So Giovanni had a lot of problems finding help. Um, one time Giovanni was forced to dig through the sand himself to get to a temple entrance entrance that was 30 feet below the sand. Jeez, <laughs> that's sand. so funny, too, because there's like a lot of people who could have done that years before and were like, no, nah, that's just bricks. Yes, garbage. You know, who cares about that? <laughs> Uh, he also dealt with a mutiny, but luckily for his translator, he had calmed them down through money. Oh, that, that, works works. Me. that works with me. That works with me. Yeah, if I'm mad and you give me money, probably won't be mad anymore. Also, on this trip, Giovanni made the wonderful habit of marking his name on temples and oh. also items that he claimed but could not yet recover. It's a graffiti artist. Yeah. yeah. So Giovanni would just find something to write and chisel <laughs> into the stone, Belzoni! Or salt. <laughs> oh, Giovanni was here. <laughs> he would do that on temples. Yeah, he was like, I went here. It was 1813. That is fucking crazy. He's like scratching yeah. that like angled S that we all drew in high school in <laughs> the temple S. walls. Yeah. Oh, my God. So you can actually see some of the examples of like artifacts from, it, from Egypt that say Belzoni on them in the British Museum and the Met. Returning from... Uh, Abu Samel with a big haul again. Giovanni starts to think that he's hot shit, right? And uh, people are, are seeing his wonderful uh, watercolor illustrations of these temples oh. that he's going. He's got draftsmen with him, right? right so right. He's, they're drawing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And he starts doing some tour guide work with nobility. Nice. They would come down and be like, oh, let me check out this fucking thing you saw. But Giovanni was kind of upset because all they really wanted to do was write their name on the wall. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Like, oh, Knock hell yeah. The Lord of Idiot Boy. Wow. Here. Well, it's one way to make a living. It's like what Banksy does now. Yeah. Just throws up shit somewhere. <laughs> so eventually he opens the tomb of Seti I in the Valley of the Kings using a battery ram. A <laughs> battery ram? Battering ram. Um, unfortunately for him, uh, that tomb was robbed by the Arabs centuries ago. Bastard. Uh, but the tomb still had fantastic hieroglyphics on the walls and pillars and an empty sarcophagus of Seti the First. Oh. oh, Dear wow. blind wife, found a big building today. Nothing <laughs> cool inside, just dumb pictures. And darkness. Uh, hope, hope you feel better. Uh, how are the Jets doing? <laughs> <laughs> so this fantastic tomb gave him an idea. He recorded all of the hieroglyphics. Uh, he didn't read any of them. He just... Right. Yeah, drew him down. Hmm. And he took wax, wax casts of all the items in the tomb. All right. Um, and then he was like, dude, I can go back to London, make it Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, nice. okay. Yeah. And just fucking, like, guess what? You're in the tomb right now. So eventually things start um, souring between Salt and Belzoni. And eventually things come to head to head, right? Uh, yeah. Something that Belzoni would later regret because he had stuck he had struck a deal that all their previous fines would go to salt with some exceptions uh -huh. and Giovanni could go on collecting relics, relics independently. Okay. Giovanni's be like, I'm not your bitch boy. I'm the guy finding everything. And salt's like, I'm the one that gives you money. Right. <laughs> yeah. You need money to be a bitch. Yeah. yeah. It's like the agent versus entertainer argument. So Belzoni's first big discovery being on his own was he was the first person to enter the second largest pyramid of Giza, um, the, f the, the tallest being the Pyramid of Khufu, 
which had been open since its construction. Hmm. Uh, over the course of many centuries that have been looted, so it was basically just a tourist attraction. Nice. Uh, Belzoni entered the Pyramid of Khafre, which was, yeah, second. Is this the one where the big power plant was? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. This, this is, is this is the one where uh, uh, Action Bronson is down there smoking weed right now. Right now, today. Oh, today. really? Right. Yeah, right Perfect. now. Yeah, and, his, and his, uh, his vape is energized by a massive multi- dimensional nuclear source yeah of course it's just fascinating what i have learned (laughs) yeah (laughs) let's continue with this story though (laughs) aliens aliens yeah Yeah, i knew it i'm not gonna say it (laughs) but we all know so now we've mentioned the pyramids actually they were smooth brained originally yeah but. Right now, you look at them and they're all steppy, boy. They're they got ridges. Yeah. yeah, right. But back then, it used to be smooth, right from top mm-hmm. to bottom. Mm-hmm. But over time, the limestone had fallen off of the second pyramid of Khafre uh-huh. and collected at the base, and it just created this like solidified concrete around the pyramid. Right. So think okay. of like oh. think about like a dickhead. Right, like on the bunched up skin around. Well, I know you've been thinking about it a lot. No, I'm not no, thinking no, about no, it no, all. Dude. Right. I'm not thinking about it all. Sir. Interesting. I'm not thinking about it all. No, 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 not thinking about it all. Not I don't about judge, sir. I just, you know, I want you to, I want you to do with your mummy what I would do. <laughs> this is a safe. I'm not thinking space. about it all, dude. I right. think about it all. So we're talking about a mummy's dick, right? And um, right after, <laughs> like, let's say one of us was sucking it, uh, uh, the uh-huh. the bits <laughs> around the edge would kind of create a hard concrete platform. Who's that, dude? Is that Dahlia? Wow, what a cool little uh, uh, my dog doesn't dog. suck dick. It's a woman dog. You're disgusting. It's a woman dog. Yeah, imagine right, sucking Travis. a mummy's dick is just like chewing Travis, a cigar. I'm not judging you. Yeah, see, Cody, why are you talking about that? I don't know, just piggybacking off of some... Oh, you. <laughs> okay, well, we're not talking about dicks anymore. All right. So basically, like a cigar, Travis. in 1818, Giovanni beats out an offer that Gervetti had put in to ex- excavate the entrance. And eventually, after months of black- back-breaking labor, none of which he did, it was all just locals, so chiseling away at the stone. Uh, of course. Um, he entered the pyramid... Of uh, Khafre for the first time. He had been the first European to enter ever. Nice. Uh, but it had been looted in the 13th century. By non-Europeans. Oh, so, Too late. so it was empty. Gotcha. Well, that sand moves quick. You know, only a couple centuries and you're up to your eyeballs in it. <laughs> then he launched an expedi- expedition to the lost port city of Bernice. Um, and uh, he wanted to go back to Abu Simil to get that uh, sarcophagus, but it had flooded. Mm-hmm. So this time he brings Sarah along, and Sarah, uh, <laughs> what the fuck she gonna do? Yeah, Sarah. Up until this point, had been just been left with James Curtin. They like kind of floated around like right. the Middle East for a while. She probably was blowing him. Oh, dude, they were definitely kissing because yeah. you know what uh-huh. happens when you get a couple people that are real bored because of disabilities together. <laughs> they will fuck. <laughs> yeah, they're dude. gonna fuck, yeah. man. Yeah, you right? can't blame either of them. James Curtin's like, I don't have a hip no more. And she's like, well, my eyes have fallen out of my head. <laughs> That's fucked. So they're fucking on sand. Yeah. With no roof. Is that you, Giovanni? <laughs> so, don't worry about him. He likes it. <laughs> so they, the, the, this group ha- were the first people to find the lost city for thousands of years, just seeing the tops of the structures sticking out from the sand. Aww. Unfortunately... Giovanni had forgot to bring any shovels or picks. Oh. So oh. after hours of Giovanni digging with seashells, oh no. my God. <laughs> they just left. Sounds miserable. <laughs> hmm. 
Belzoni's like, I made some money with my sales of my relics. You know, he's ready to cash it in. He wants to return to London, wants to start this reproduction exhibition of Seti the First Tomb. Gotcha. Right, and get the fuck out of that heat. Yeah. But contractually, he has one more excavation that he owes Henry Salt. Okay, so what does he do, hide in a shrub? No, he goes. He takes his trip finally back down to Abu Samil. Okay. And he was uh, trying to recover this massive obelisk. Mm-hmm. You know, just a huge I like that word. Right. In the sand. Yeah, obelisk. Yes. <laughs> so on that trip, Belzoni finds a tomb with a bit of a trap. Oh, As nice. We were talking about before, oh, Mike. Booby trap. Thank God. You know, some of us uh, find traps, and then we end up sucking mummy peen, you know? No, I don't even know. No, no that kind that. of Egyptian yeah. trap. Yeah. So he goes into this dark tomb, and right before the burial tra- chamber, there's about a 30-foot pit. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's complete dark down there. You Wait, what? They're holding his, candles. You mean his old employer? A 30-foot version of him? Mungo, yeah. What? Mungo Pitts. <laughs> Stand with these majors. <laughs> so Giovanni's like, there has to be treasure on the other Look side. Look at the hole. Of course. So, yeah. <laughs> so he has his men start filling this pit. And then he goes back to work trying to get this obelisk. He's like, you guys go fill this pit in. I'm going to go deal with this. Anyone obelisk. can yeah. do this. Is that really the pit. easiest way? Yeah. They couldn't just put a plank across the fucking pit? They got to just, well, it's 30 just feet. Gotta start hucking loogies G- into it? I, I mean, can't tell if it's full yet. It's yeah. too dark. In here. Home Depot at the most has sixteen foot planks. You can't just oh, get is, it, a is it thirty foot, foot across or thirty foot down? It's thirty foot down. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So you, c- I mean, I don't there. know how wide it was, but you probably could just put a ladder, you know, or something across it. Yeah. But he's like, fill it in. I'm gonna go do this obelisk and get the fuck out of Egypt. Do an obelisk. So, yeah. So he goes. He puts the obelisk. Um, he starts working on the obelisk. And it starts raining. He's like, fuck, dude. I can't move this obelisk in the rain. It never even rains here. What the fuck's going on? It rains sometimes. It's a bad luck right there. Yeah. Yeah, right? It rains sometimes, and then everything floods, you know, in Egypt. Yeah. yeah. Like, once every, like, three years. (laughs) (sighs) Good timing. So he's working on it. He's like, all right, I can't do the obelisk right now. Let's go back to this fucking, this tomb. Yeah, anyone can fill in a pit when it's raining. Yeah, but the thing was, was the pit was not only a trap, but it served a function. It was to stop rainwater. Oh. So when when it rained, the flooded water went into the burial chamber and ruined almost all the items in this bury, burial chamber. Oh, oh wow. Put a ladder across <laughs> it, like I said. Yeah. yeah. So wow. he goes into this, like, soupy mess of just papyruses and, like chairs that just like instantly melted because they had been there for thousands of years you know it's like yeah and he like pulls out a few things but like oops fucked up this intact tomb oops well i found a box cutter made mummy soup (laughs) yeah oh that's your box cutter yeah there you go it's not that old it's just (laughs) so giovanni eventually he comes goes back Delivers the obelisk after accidentally dropping it in the Nile and almost losing it forever. Um, and he returns uh, with Sarah to London in 1820. And he returns there as a celebrity. Uh-oh. Everyone's like, oh my god, this is Giovanni. He stops there for a little bit, then he returns to his hometown of Padua in Italy. Uh-huh. Yes, And there, they issue a medal in his honor. Oh. And Belzoni donates two small sphinxes to the town to put in their... 
their town square. Did he get that in a gift shop oh. or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the Italian sphinxes. Yeah. So the mayor's like, uh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> do we really need to put this blasphemous statue in our town square that's extremely Catholic? And oh. so he's like, so he's like, yeah, thank you, Belzoni. Here's your medal. Leave. And he puts it in the closet yes. and then eventually sells it to a museum in Switzerland. All right. Oh, At least it's not destroyed. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, he could have just chopped it well, up. We've all gotten gifts we don't really like. It's just like, oh, a shake weight. I'll put this under my bed. Yeah, I've been thinking about doing gravel in the driveway. Smash it up. <laughs> run it through a cheese grater. Yeah. yeah. Smash. So <laughs> Giovanni and Sarah are back in, in London, and with the help of Giovanni's brother, Francisco, they set up their exhibition in Piccadilly Circus, London. They created the Tomb of City the First from the Valley of the Kings. The exhibition was a massive hit, oh. and Giovanni wrote a book on based on his journals uh, and he was like, hell yeah, look at me, I'm Egypt boy. Dude. I did it. Came in strong. Spaghetti the first. Was it called that? Did it have his picture on it? Yeah. With his, uh... With all the men? Yeah. Came in strong. <laughs> yeah, because it's really, it's an origin story, you know? Yeah, yeah. origin story. No, actually, in his bios, he just completely doesn't write about his time as a strong man. Yeah, because... Really? Yeah, he just, he doesn't, he's like an academic. He's Once like, forget his past, yeah. Yeah, right. you know, like. It wasn't until the great Sandow that we really appreciated physique meets the the, the mental abilities yes, of a man. Yes, brain meets brawn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Sandow. Great. Yes. One of my favorite strong Also men. the Thai bow guy. Billy, Billy Blanks. Blanks. Billy Blanks. Yeah, really great. Go. Yeah, really <laughs> smart guy. So, but there was something missing from this exhibition. Now, part of the deal that he had struck with Salt was that the coffin lid of SETI would be sold to the British Museum, and then Belzani, or uh, Belzani, Giovanni would then make a third of the profits if it was sold for over 2,000 pounds. Okay. So, like, if if it sells for more than 2,000 pounds, he's going to make a third of the profits, and it should be sold to the British Museum. Okay, right. Um, and then on top of that, if it was sold to the British Museum, he'd be able to borrow the lid on loan from the museum and put it in in his exhibit. Does that make sense? Right, which is his bedroom. Yes. Yeah, the Piccadilly Circus bedroom. Right. Okay, that's good. That's a good way to do it. So you're getting paid to host your own shit. Yeah, pretty much. Right. So, you know, right now, up until everything, there was basically this exhibit was all replicas. It was all wax right. boys. Mm-hmm. Um, now, long story short, the lid was not sold until after Giovanni had died. And Saltz made sure that it had sold for under two thousand pounds, leaving Sarah Belzoni nothing. Oh, what a dick! You know that was a thousand nine hundred ninety-nine pounds and ninety-nine. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, yeah. and a fucking red pubic hair to top it off. <laughs> so after after a year or two, the Egyptian hype had kind of ended, and his fame was starting to die out. So Belzoni, hard up on cash, was like, "Let me try doing this exhibit in Paris. Oh. Great way to great way to stick it to Dravelli. Dr- like, hell, I'm doing it in your hometown. Yeah, you weren't ready for this. Yeah, on well, his home turf. Yeah, but that shit eventually that shit failed. Oh, don't damn work. French. So now, if you don't mind doing the honors, someone has my guy Giovanni die. So uh, all the new rage in the 1820s." had shifted from Egypt to looting relics in Africa. Like, not Egypt, Africa, like, Africa. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. So there was this new race to find Nubian treasures. 
And also the grand prize was finding the source of the Nile, which ended, they didn't know where it ended. It was oh, somewhere really? Which I just Africa. don't know how that was such a fucking hard deal, just walk Yeah, you just throw river. a crouton in the river and yeah. follow it. Like, <laughs> yeah, reti- retirees do that for yeah. fun. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so Belzani's like, hey man, I need to make cash. Sarah, go pack up this uh, Paris exhibit. I gotta get back to work. And this time I'm going to Africa. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that Egypt is in Africa. It's I know, but fun Africa, Africa. I, l- right. I like the this hot. racist specificity that's going on. Like, not Egypt, Africa. Yeah. <laughs> dark continent. You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. The heart of the Congo. Yeah. So Sarah's like, I don't think this is a good idea. You're getting old. We've been some weird places. <laughs> yeah. I went blind. <laughs> let's, let's phone this one in. I yeah I, I get I get where Sarah's yeah. coming from. <laughs> yeah. So Belzoni apparently didn't think it was smart either because he had drafted a will before leaving, mm. and in that will he left half to Sarah of what he had, which wasn't much, mm. and the other half in true Italian fashion to his aging Italian baby machine of a mother. Oh, oh, she was still kicking. Wow. Still kicking. How yeah, old is this guy fuck? at this point? Uh, he is... 22? What? I think he's in his 40s. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. All right, 40s. That makes sense. So, instead of using the Nile to find the source of the Mm -hmm. Nile... (laughs) Oh, this is going to be good. Uh, he decided to get to the African interior, um... By by buying a season pass to Splish Splash. (laughs) (laughs) By sailing around the African... The Western African... Uh, sorry. By sailing around Western Africa... To Equatorial Guinea, who, right. which we talked about in the Mguama episode. Yeah, that guy was a real hot peanut. Yeah, that was like, like. Uh, 200 years later, but yeah, yeah. that country. So he stopped in the whole place where the Santa Claus has shoot at, shot everyone right. years oh, later. Oh, that mm-hmm. episode. What a weird yeah. one. And while passing through the kingdom of Benin on his way to Timbuktu, Giovanni got dysentery in the, vig- in the village of Guato. And after a few days, on uh, December 3rd, 1823, Giovanni died pooping his brains oh, out. Oh, Dude, no. worst way. Oh, very, very common back yeah. then. Yeah. I really? think it was one in three people on that area of the world just shitting to death. I My mean, ass he, hurts thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he made it... Back then, they thought the Nile was just like this, this source of like... Uh, like you could suck life out of the Nile. Yeah. But now we know... That when you drink Nile water, it's like it's, it's polluted, right? It's it has worms in it. Yeah, like, right, right. like it oh, will really? ruin your intestines. Yeah. <laughs> so he got away with all that shit, but he goes to Benin and you know. Well, naturally, I would think a river uh, in you know a desert cool. is life giving, but just you know, don't dip your crazy straw in it. Yeah. Yeah, life's right. There's lots of life in the water. So yeah, a little bit of post post mortem is uh, Sarah. You know, she wasn't blind forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She you can come back from her. Right, right. Her sight. Or maybe she was able to, she's one of those people who were able to lie their way through seeing just fine. <laughs> yeah. So years later, she was, you know, again, really poor because, like, she she actually lived with a mummy in her, like, room. Like, they, she yeah, had this preserved mummy that she thought was... Like a sex doll? She, she thought was a priestess, but they found out it was a dude because they uh, cut it open and saw that well, mummy. Why did. can't dudes uh, be priestesses? <laughs> Weird. Sexist. Um... But she actually talked to Charles Dickens. Hey. Okay. And Charles Dickens wrote, like, a fantastic story of Belzoni, which 
where like Henry Salt picked him up from poverty and like which wasn't the case at all. Like they literally met in Africa, but like the story was like Henry Salt found him as a strong man and like lifted him into this Egyptology stick, thing. Stick to Christmas, you Dickens. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's a little bit of Dickens in there. A little but bit of Dickens. He he wrote a little bit of Dickens shit. in everyone except Dykes. <laughs> Zing. Oops, I didn't mean to. I swear. Yeah, just like Travis didn't and mean to suck mummy dick. I didn't mm. suck monkey. Mum, monkey? monkey dick. That's another Frodo. You said you did. I, I didn't sick. I didn't sick monkey bunks. You didn't like monkey bone. I love Brendan Fraser again. Yeah, monkey, it all comes monkey back dicks. to Brendan Fraser. Yeah, and that is our roast of Brandon Fraser in The Mummy. But then he died as George of the Jungle. Yeah, he died when he he did that like thing on the Grammys. Whoa. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Oh. Yeah, well, thanks for listening to this guy, fucking Giovanni. <laughs> yeah, right. Giovanni Besson. I, watched, wow. I actually um, sat down and watched The Mummy, Travis, because you said it was homework for this episode. I was this fucking close is. to actually taking notes on The Mummy for you. But this this guy didn't even <laughs> this live in the right This was the story period. of The Mummy. It was only like... Oh. I'm scared of The Mummy. Yeah, but this really was the story of The Mummy. I mean, if you think about it, there's a bad guy. Uh-huh. There's a good guy. And then take him through people. sand. Yeah. It just seemed like a bunch of uh, uh, knuckle chucks would be the word I would use. <laughs> knuckle chucks. Oh, a whole bunch of knuckle chucks. God damn. Wow. All right. Well, that yes. was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I like the fact that right he, he totally waterlogged a fucking ancient burial chamber, even though he was a self-proclaimed expert on the hydraulics. It's like, oops, <laughs> yeah. forgot, oh, yeah. clogged well, the Well, that's the thing is, like, a lot, a lot of modern archaeologists, like, damn this guy. But, like, back then, he's just doing his job. There's the obelisk. Let me get it out of there. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. You know, like, oops, mummies is stupid. Baby skulls, little jewels, who cares? It's kicking it around and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right, well, that was something weird. <laughs> yeah. I must say, something weird. Are we gonna die because of- Oh yeah, a curse. Kinda wanna go grave robbing right now. We can make that happen. You and me? You guys wanna do that right now? Kinda inspired. Yeah, bro. Uh, yeah, follow us on social media, check out the Patreon, give us money. Yeah, or Teespring. Teespring. Oh yeah, we got the the store up now. Yeah. Uh, You could buy a cool-ass shirt that I designed. Why don't we have any thongs up? Can we we do thongs, I don't think so. We might have to do something other than Teespring for that, like Etsy. But, uh, updated, updated Teespring URL. We can do thongs. No dashes, no more. So it's just, uh, teespring.com slash store slash roast mortem cast. And you can put your thong on your mummy. Make it look really cool. Yeah, and these are the good shirts. They're not the shitty metal shirts that I wear all the time. They're comfortable. Yeah. Haynes, yeah. baby. All right, beans. Love you. Yo, Thank later, you, idiots. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Suck a mummy dick. Made to end the episode. Shut up. Go, you did it. Uh, yeah. So now we're going to do something that we offer for our Patreoness. For our Patrons. I don't know why. Because, you know, if you think about it, I'm going to vote Yang. Yeah. So I don't want free money. I don't know why we're doing anything for money. I'm voting you? for Yang Lang. 
Because that's beer. That's like money for your stomach. Basically. <laughs> Basically what it is, B. Uh, so what we do, if you're a Patreon, and you donate more than $3, I think it is. If you donate more than $3, we will... Yep. We will... Yeah, I think it's actually more, $3. We will obituize you. Mm. That means we're going to kill you. How you die with it? You're dead. Yeah, dude. I don't even know. Yeah. Tom, how's our first person to die? Oh, yeah. Let me, let me do the first one. Let me get my notebook. This is really long and quite winded. Yeah, I know it probably says you I have put mine in a notebook too. on the episode, but it's all me talking with no jokes. <laughs> all right, so our first Patreon up is the uh, is is Nurax. Oh uh, shit! Yeah. Woo. Now I don't know yeah, much about this Nurax. man. Um, other than we've talked on Twitter, and he's uh, he he has alerted me that our RSS feed was broken at one point. So thank you, thank Ma- you, many kudos. So oh, thank um, you. Like any any good person, um, Nurax. Gets a new job. What? What? This is Arby's. This, this oh, is where. I love that. This is how a lot of bad stories start. You get a new job, right? Yeah. At right. Arby's. That's right. So he's he's at a he gets a new job at a warehouse. Oh yeah. Pays a lot of money because the uh, the things uh-huh. they're moving around this warehouse very very heavy. Uh, it's a sand warehouse. Oh no. <laughs> so the Arby's warehouse. Yeah. They make all their patties <laughs> out of sand. Mm-hmm. They color it. Yeah. Right. That's, so that's um, first week on the job. He's moving some sand from one area to another, and uh, it's in crates because that's, you know, like we've all seen Indiana Jones. That's what yeah, happens. You put them in crates. Really? Yeah, so you have- I thought um, they'd be in barrels. Nurax is moving his his uh, his load from one joint to another, <laughs> and he, he drops the crate, and yeah. in, in, inside of it, he finds a lamp. Oh, shit. Yeah. So yeah, there's Whoa. a genie inside. It, wait, Will Smith is in it? No, it's actually Will Smith. no. He's old and tired. He looks like Walter <laughs> no. Matthau. Uh, okay. Uh, he's a very old genie. He's very not sexually uh, charged at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, he is horny, but he's not. He's not anyone you want in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have the chutzpah. Um, so he's he's like, I don't have that many wishes in me. You got one. <laughs> so Nurax wishes uh, what what any sane man would wish for. He wishes that he has the ability to, you know, just willy nilly pick up any chick he wants and then make her disappear when he's done. A good pick. Oh, yeah. little dangerous dong disappear. Oh. Yeah, like why not? Makes sense. But you know, as genies go, you can't just fly under the radar. They're gonna get you somehow. So, like I said before, Walter Matthau is very uh, disgusting. <laughs> And uh, he still has a hard dick uh-huh. all the time. So what he does is he's like, oh, yeah, you, you can pick up whoever you want, but I'm coming with you. So <laughs> essentially, uh, Nurax gets into a bunch of strange three ways, some male male three ways. Um, you see, he goes, he walks to a Starbucks, for example. He's just like, oh, you know, it's pretty hot. And, uh, you know, he picks up a chick, start banging at home or whatever the hell people do today. I don't know. I'm my own person. Uh, I'm not in that room, you know? So maybe they're just making out or something. I don't know. Uh, And uh, all of a sudden, he feels another tongue in his mouth, and it's fucking Walter Matthaus. Oh! Dude, I hate when that happens. Right. So, you know, now he's like, Norax is like, I don't know. I wish I didn't make that wish, because I'd rather just work for it and hang back. Just go with the flow. So Norax tries to uh, fake fake out the old Walter Matthau genie. And he picks up a girl, and he's like, okay, we're, we're going to like not hold hands or anything. We're just going to walk down the street, and we're going to go to the top of a building. Uh-huh. And we're going to hide. And Walter Matthau <laughs> isn't going to come out of nowhere and stick his dick in you. I promise. Yeah, yeah. I'm here to protect Many you. Many escape Dude, routes. Like, it follows with an building. old man's penis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So um yeah, so he finds that they're on, he's uh he's on top of a a building with a a lady with a fantastic rack and just you know she's very into it. Of course, all these women are consensual. This is this is not some sick fantasy. Yeah, shit. of course. Yeah. He, he can read it. He can it's read. It's not him, like a genie know? needed to. This is normal. So it's like when you put on Mamba uh-huh. number five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what happens is that he he had been avoiding it for a while. He he's avoiding Walter Matthau. And so Ma- Walter Matthau is a giant load in his cock, ready to go. <laughs> oh, and, no. Right, as usual. No. So what happens is that uh, he he Nurax and his new friend are on top of a building going at it, and then uh, all of a sudden he looks up and there's Walter Matthau, <laughs> and he's like, "Fuck this!" So he walks away. He stands on the edge of the building. He doesn't smoke, but he lights up a cigarette anyway because it's very romantic. Um, in its own right, and he stands at the end of the building. And remember how I said he can make the girls disappear? Yeah, thin air. Wrong time though. Yeah. Ooh. Walter Matthau was about to blast, <laughs> and now and now the uh, the protection between him and Walter Matthau's hot spunk, yeah, has, has now disappeared uh. at the moment of ejaculation, knocking Norax off of the building <laughs> into death, covered in Walter <laughs> Matthau spunk. <laughs> Just yeah. coated. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I got. Rest in rest peace, Norak. <laughs> yeah, those fucking uh, genies always get yeah, you man. somehow, man. They're always <laughs> winning YouTube subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, how about you? Who's the next person? Uh, the next person we're obituizing today is Christina Johnson. Hey, Hello. lovely patron of ours. She's from Missouri. I grew up in Missouri. It's great. It's there. Uh, Missouri loves company. Is that what they do? Uh, do they like that? It, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they do like that. And by company, uh, you mean you know, uh, it, it's the it's a state that touches the most okay. other states. Right, Did you know that? Well, that's uh, how important is that? Yeah, it's, sure. <laughs> not a lot at all. But uh, I grew up there. It's got St. Louis, and uh, because it's got St. Louis, it's got that sexual gateway arch. You know that one, right? Yeah, it's basically one of the arches of McDonald's. Because everyone there yeah, eats McDonald's. Yeah, the other one is on the polar opposite large. side of the earth in uh, Shanghai or whatever. Pass me a yin-yang twin. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of peeps don't know that that gateway arch is actually um, a Stargate prototype. That uh, it's, be, it's been decommissioned because of uh, iffy uh, reliability. Sometimes it'll do it. Sometimes it'll just puke protoplasm all over the park. All right, Cody. You and Tom Tom always talk about Star Trek. We never talk about Stargate. That is the excellent science fiction. Shut up. No, it's not. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I haven't watched it, but... Uh, It's got okay characters. I don't know about the Does it have Q? Because if I was a Star Trek character, I'd be Q. I'm just saying it has Teal'c, and he inspired my beard in high school... Which was the Royale Strip. Oh, God. Cody, maybe you should <laughs> take Royale over again. Royale Strip. <laughs> Cody, take this over again. This is going to get really hairy. Okay. Arch is a decommissioned Stargate prototype. And, you know, it, it, it's fucking 2019. It's almost 2020. So, like, all these fucking uh, kooky guys come out of the woodwork. And they're, zealon, they're zealot alien uh, first contact advocacy group. They're like, yeah, we, we want to we wanna chill with um the aliens or... I mean, undocumented interplanetary migrants. Yeah, we want to chill with those guys. Right. Yeah. That's and then, important. like, it, it's Missouri. It's the Midwest. So you got all the. We, you got a counter, counter ideology like hillbilly group, and they come out and they're they're like, no, we don't want to fuck with the aliens. Who wouldn't want to fuck like, aliens it, though? I mean, eighty percent of all crop circles are done by the aliens. 
Yeah, we need those crops to make cereal. Or committed. So yeah. To make cereal even and if alcohol. The, even if the aliens were spider ladies, I'd probably still stick my dick in them for science. Right? I appreciate that, Travis. Thanks, Mike. Cody, continue. <laughs> and... <laughs> Thank you, Travis. And the, the, you got these two sides going into it. Like, oh, we want first contact. Oh, we don't want any contact. Aliens go home or stay home. Right. And and Christina Johnson, uh, Christina Johnson is like the, the, the de facto leader of like the pro first contact movement. They're like, turn the gate on. Let's chill with our alien brethren. And the hillbillies are like, no. And then suddenly, you know, someone throws a fucking brick. And then from there, like, someone fucking throws a fucking Molotov cocktail. And then from there, someone just throws a bag of, like, jizz. And it's just like, this is, this is just uncalled for. And, and the fucking full-on riot breaks out in, in, in St. Louis, Missouri. Cody, I want to see a riot where people are throwing bags of jizz. <laughs> that Travis, sounds that's, like that's, my type of riot. That is actually every riot if you look close enough. Like, okay. there's always one fucking Herbert in the background just throwing, like, a <laughs> Ziploc bag of, of some kind of jizz. No guarantee it's human, but, like, there's just one guy. Oh, and he's the guy that, like, brought, like, the first umbrella. It's just, like, who brings a fucking umbrella to, like, a riot? You the, first guy who, the first guy who got hit with jizz. Yeah, and so he's like, I know what's going to come at me if I throw this. <laughs> so he's just there with the umbrella. And... Full-on riot breaks out, and before it can even boil over, fucking tornado comes in, kills everyone, Christina included. Rest in peace. That's what you get for living in Tornado Alley. Well, yeah, Very rest in peace. All those... Did those RIP. sexual aliens show up, though? No. Fucking tornado ruined it all. Is there uh, a Shyamalan twist? Was it actually just Oompa Loompas or something? <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. Because okay. fucking tornadoes come in, and... You know, just like um, Japanese uh, cities and kaiju movies, it's miraculously built again the next day just to be torn up by another catastrophe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Missouri. Yeah. Well, here you go. Rest in peace. All right. And our last person is Kylan Claire. And, uh, yeah, I know she's in the horses. So one time, one time she's riding one of those long dogs with long legs with long faces. Yeah, horses. A horse, you mean. Yeah. Horse. You've already mentioned horse. Yeah, but this is especially different. It's like a long dog. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. it's kind of a horse, but it's also kind of a dog. All right. So she's riding one of those. Gotcha. It's going real fast. It's going real fast. You know what I mean? Like, super fast. Watch your carrots. Uh, so <laughs> this steed, this wild, majestic long dog, is go it actually reaches the speed of 88 miles per hour and as we know when you reach that speed you go you're, back to the future well you're definitely exceeding the speed limit yeah you're yeah. exceeding the you're going to get ticketed yeah, if you keep not, that up that's not good yeah. so she on this on this majestic animal she blasts back into the past but she doesn't know it because there's like a smooth ride on this uh, long there, horse mm -hmm. because there, there's it's not like the DeLorean where there's like the bl the bump and then like Fire, it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, the, the tires yeah. make the fire, and when you're on a, as you say, Travis, a fast long dog, there's no tires. So that, yeah, those two streaks aren't, are just conspicuously absent when you hit 88 miles per hour. The hoop paws hit the ground nice and smooth. Yeah, so she's riding this horse, and she rides along the trail, she rides back to the ranch. Ranch is still there. Of and course. she sees uh, someone approaching her on horseback. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're kind of wearing like a white and blonde vest. You know, like one of them cowboys. Blonde? Okay. 
like a fancy cowboy. Like a fancy we got cowboy. Frills. Right. Right. Rhinestone we got cowboy. Fringes. There's a little bit of, there's a lot of fringe. Lots of fringe. Wow. So she like, she prances. What do you do? You dressage over. Dressage, yes. She dressages over to this, this man. Understood. And as she, as she gets closer, she says, this is no man. This is a human-sized Welsh corgi riding a horse. Oh. Wow. Interesting. That, okay. What? I've never yeah, seen cause that. because like. In the past, the corgis ruled the planet. They got it wrong in Planet of the Apes. Fucking goddamn it! I Even the title, podcast. I guess, Travis. <laughs> yeah, Planet of the Corgis. So it was like, hey, you got any cans of tuna I can lick? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more like a cat than a dog. Dogs like tuna just as much as cats, all right? <laughs> oh, cats just get into more shit because they're disgusting. So, can, uh, so Kalen's like, oh, shit, like, I have a corgi, and corgis are so cute. Right. Okay. Because her corgi is really cute. I, well, I look yeah, at it. Is, it. Yeah. It's a cute corgi. Uh, I haven't seen it. I'll take your word. Uh, so she comes up, like, running out to this corgi, corgi man person thing <laughs> on the long dog. And uh, <laughs> she goes to hug it. And the corgi's like, excuse me, ma'am. My name is Samson. Leave me be. And she keeps coming closer. <laughs> she keeps coming closer. And he pulls out his dog revolver, which shoots bones. Hard bones. <laughs> As opposed to and, soft um, bones, okay. And yeah, Samson <laughs> thought that she was some weird hairless dog with just like a little bit of hair on her head. Right. It's weird. Why would you do that? And uh, so she, she dies from a bone to the heart. Oh. She got boned to death. And then <laughs> she was boned to death and then placed in the Corgi's Ripley Believe It or Not Museum in Atlantic oh, City. Oh, but they like taxidermied <laughs> oh, her all wrong? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Her, like a huge overbite. That was funny. Oh my god. Well, I I'm just happy. I hope that when uh, our our friends who give us Patreon money hear yeah. this, they continue giving us money. <laughs> we do have fun and we appreciate it. And uh, wow, something else. I think every time you guys order Papa John's, you need to send me a link to what <laughs> to your to what you ordered. I mean, you would know. It would you're, you're just going to order Domino's. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to order Domino's. It'd be real. But let me just see what you got. Yeah, yeah. Let me get a peek in your box, or girl. little C's. <laughs> let me, I just want little C's. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We love, love you, you very much. Thank you, Shane. Uh, you know. Thank you, Shane, baby girl. Oh, thank mm. you, Shane, baby girl.